everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter, and I am joined, as always, by Matt. Yeah, what's up? And Connor's here as well. Oh, that's, that might be the most enthusiastic introduction I've gotten in months. Because I almost made the same mistake I did the first time I tried to do the intro, and I'm still thinking about it. So I'm I'm just I'm just uh, reeling in myself yeah. in and just just going just going with the, the the core basic phrases so I don't screw up somehow in the first thirty seconds again. Oh, this is gonna be a long night, isn't it? No, because I need to get this done. I got Ishi versus Omega to watch and other stuff to do. That was a wrestling reference for you. Uh, no, no, I figured Connor. just because he's been going on about it for about a month. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like he's really. Months, I mean, he already knew about Japanese wrestling, but it's like he's really just discovered it properly. So he's like, he's got this like new love interest, this new. Itch. It's not just that; it's the the B block right now is just it's firing on all cylinders, and all the people that are like are in it. Um. So, and plus the WWE product right now is just not good John, John's really bad you said you said B block then I'm like I know you explained this to me last week mm-hmm. but I, I don't remember any of it mm-hmm. no it's fine it, it's like the World Cup in that you know there's the the round robin stage yeah it's like that but with 10 guys okay uh, yeah I, I can so, follow that yep but, so, but also more entertaining that's, that's worth pointing out well it can end in a tie and you get a point so it's a lot like the World Cup in that way yeah, see? Yeah, Do so, it right. Yeah, but they don't, but go, they don't go through tables, though. <laughs> Sporting. No, well, either, either do they in Japan. Like, a table spot in Japan is super rare, and they use, like, legit tables um, that don't break all the time. So, it's, uh... Yeah. What, you're, what you're saying is, is the tables aren't rigged to break like the ones in the WWE are. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> they actually um, try and put them through an actual table like, and see how it goes. Like, some of... Some of those tables in the WWE, I'd be afraid to put my dinner on. Like, oh yeah, because it would just flop. But oh, I always, I always get nervous. See, whenever they do a spot where like they want to like both stand in the table before they do the thing through it, yeah. I always worry that it's just going to buckle when they're both on there. Like, I, I don't understand how it holds up because it's designed to just snap as soon as like weights yeah. applied to it. But, I, I imagine it's designed to snap when the weight's applied to the middle. So if you snap yeah, it sure. the ends, it's fine. Yeah, because well, it's it's all plywood. It's like the cheapest pressed yeah. wood you can get. My my favorite is the the inverse of that when they're thinking that the table's gonna snap, like and they're on the announce table, and yeah. it doesn't, and you just hear the sickening thud. Oh, yeah, it, it looks I more painful. Laugh, it, it actually looks more painful when the table doesn't break because there was no give. Yeah, <laughs> and oh. I'm just kind of like ah, I'm a back. <laughs> There was one time Chris Jericho went to go from the ring apron to the announce table, and it didn't give in his side. You just, you a rib might have broken, like there was this weird crack. So yeah, it was rough times. But anyways, New Japan right now, it's it's great. I woke up, watched three matches, I thought, and had a, I thought I was going to say, but anyway, this is a DC Comics podcast. But no, he went no. back to just the start of the wrestling conversation. <laughs> I did, I did. Uh, th- th- this is from the man who two minutes ago said, right, let's get this we get, let's get get done. We get through yeah. this. We get through this. Oh, J- Japanese wrestling. I can talk about that for half an hour yeah. before we get going. That's fine. We can do that. No, not half an hour, five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, That's a sixth of an hour. So, regardless, regardless of what... That's not a sixth of an hour. That's a it's, it's, twelve. It's twelve. I like how we all just went with it and then hang on a second. Yeah, I was, I was just right. like, I'm gonna get away I'm gonna get away with this. No. So the teacher's like, Are you sure? Yeah. 
Right, so we got, contrary to the opening five minutes there, the we actually talk about DC Comics on this show. Uh, and coming up on this week's podcast, we have Batman number 52, we have Justice League number 5, we have Mr. Miracle number 10, Green Lanterns 52, Nightwing 47, Green Arrow 43, which is the start of the Benson's run, so that's a bit kind of interesting. We have Deathstroke number 34, and we have the first issue of Adventures of Super Sons, or Adventures of the Super Sons, to be more accurate. Mm-hmm. So that's what's coming up on this week's show. And also, there's a, there's a reason why this, this episode is slightly special. There's a, there's a notable thing to point out about this episode. There is. <laughs> Connor's looking around like there's a clue. I'm, a... I'm like, I'm, I'm checking uh, the number, being like, did we hit a number that I don't realize? Oh, uh, it's only one hundred. It's one one five. It's not. It's not that special yeah, a number. In the of things. This is the first one uh, since we've been on Spotify that's that's going up. Um, which isn't really that notable in the sense that it doesn't really change anything not about the show. Oh, that was a big wet fart. Yeah. Well, come on, that's cool. We're on Spotify, but. Interestingly, though, we're not allowed to advertise other music streaming services. That's one of the conditions <laughs> for being on Spotify. <laughs> so, so no one promote Apple Music or anything, right? You've you've been warned. Oh God! <laughs> Master stops that. Okay. Um, well, no, I didn't want to talk about that other company, but now I do. <laughs> I just told Matt he's not allowed to do something, and therefore now it's the only thing he wants to do. He doesn't care about anything else. I, I feel like the rest of this episode is Matt going to be sneaking in, like little little moments of, of talking about Apple Music where he can. What's the What's the other one that the some of the some of the artists started recently? Deezer. Tidal. Tidal. Was it Tidal? There's two. There was Deezer. Yeah, Tidal. Well, Tidal was a wreck like two years ago. Okay. Yeah. It was so expensive and like not a lot of people. But Jay Z had docked it, so it had some, you know. But yeah, I don't know about the other ones. I just use the one we're not allowed to mention. Sure. So. Um. Yes. Uh. We we can happily we we can promote the Zoom, I believe, though. So if you want to promote the Zoom at any point during the show, you're more than welcome Zoom's to. They're so cool. Like Star Lord <laughs> is so stoked. Is is it even possible to buy a Zoom anymore? I'm sure pawn shops have them holding papers. No, now. no. I think they all got destroyed. No, what is it the, the ET cartridge from the Atari? Did they, they put them in a landfill yeah, and destroyed yeah, them all? Yeah, they all got melted. There might be one buried in a desert somewhere. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure every everyone zoomed. It got rounded up and they got melted. Did you guys ever watch video game the movie about that? Like they went and located the ET. I, nah, I didn't watch that particular one though. No. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool because they actually found them and uh, so like of course people took them and they started to sell them for a fortune. Like I don't understand that. I mean, you pull them out of the landfill, and you still want to buy them. Speaking of video game movies, though, if for anyone who's annoyed that we're talking about things that aren't comics, there are timestamps for when the review starts in the description. So just skip ahead if this is upsetting you. But I'll speaking of video game movies, Connor will know this. You may have heard of it as well, Matt. Uh, the King of Kong: A Fistful of Quarters. Have you yeah. heard of that documentary? Yeah, yeah. There's been some drama this past couple of weeks. Billy Mitchell, who was the villain in that movie, he was the one who had the high oh, score, but it was sketchy. AKA real life villain yes yes he was a real life villain well he uh, was recently stripped of all of his records because of some mm-hmm. suspicious circumstances with maybe like playing on emulators instead of the actual cabinets which is not allowed at twin galaxies basically twin galaxies came under new ownership or new management and the new like, guy was like oh we're going to look into all these old old records and see if they yeah. meet my standards so basically if you'd watched king and kong and were very upset by billy mitchell going oh no i beat that 
and sends in a video as soon as uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Steve uh, Weeb. So yeah, as soon as Weeb had beat it, he goes, "Oh no!" It, like I watched it, that made me very upset. I was like, "You can't do that. That's not fair." Now it makes sense. Yeah, like, but interestingly, so he's on a road to redemption tour around the US right now, where he's doing like public speaking, trying to redeem himself, and. One of the things that's come out of it is just this week on Twitch, he actually streamed himself playing Donkey Kong. And he's banned from Twin Galaxy, so he can't get back on there, but he streamed himself topping a, hundred, a million points, which is the, the record that was stripped from him. So, now, he could have modified the cabinet. They'll still, you know, they have to verify the cabinet and these kind of things because they can tinker with it, you know, mechanically. But uh-huh. um, he, he did play it on stream and he got to a million points. So, he's determined to prove that he's not a fraud. Why? Why he's been so cagey and sneaky about everything for the past twenty years, though? I don't know. But here's here's the thing. Like, so in the NFL here a couple of years ago, there was this whole thing with the Patriots deflating footballs and whatnot. I deflate gate. I, like, I heard of that. I don't even yeah. care about this sport, but I heard about yeah, that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it was like, well, no, these guys have always cheated. Why is it you guys are going after deflated footballs, which isn't a thing? Like, yeah, sure, they're still a great team, but you did some underhanded things. Like, no doubt. No one ever questioned Tom Brady not being a good quarterback. It's like, you're that good, why do you have to cheat? That's what yeah. always just made me, and that's what it seems like with Billy Mitchell. It's like, okay, bro, you're that good, why are you trying to use an emulator? To just... I, I am shocked Matt was as into this story as he is. Yeah, he's really well, into it. Video game related. I, well, because I, again, I like pro wrestling, and there's heels and there's faces, and if there's a story to be told, I can oh, get yeah. into it. That documentary is a fantastic story. That yes, I'd recommend is, yeah. that one, and I'd also recommend uh, Ecstasy of Order, the Tetris Masters, which you can find on YouTube. Uh, that's about a my- mythical Tetris player named Thor, who was like this great player I mean, when he was a kid, and they get this competition, this world championship. I mean, it's maybe like ten years old now, but they got like a the, the, the championship set up, and they got him out of like you know he's, he's been like somewhere just with a regular job somewhere like no one knew where he was, and they tried to find him, and he eventually came out, and it was like, okay, how is he going to be with these other like top of the world players, and it, like the end, like it's a little bit uh, less professional as a documentary than King of Kong but the last like act of it the last like 10 minutes especially are worth the journey didn't, it's so didn't good didn't they do this story as an episode of Chuck uh, well it wasn't yeah Tetris but yeah there was like a yeah the video uh, game uh, thing yeah, yeah. Like, oh we're gonna give him our retirement go play yeah. the game well to be fair that was also the plot of uh, the Adam Sandler movie uh, was it Pixels I what it was called which was uh, also uh, based off of an episode that, right? of Futurama where the video game uh, characters are you telling came to me, life intact. Are you telling me that Adam Sandler has no integrity, Matt? Is that what you're telling me? I'm saying post-99 Adam Sandler, yes. <laughs> pre-99. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, in case, in case he finds this, you know, like he Google searches his name and he sees this talking crap, I don't want one of my boyhead heroes who made some of my favorite movies to hate me. I love how uh, Matt thinks I'm going to put Adam Sandler in the description because this is such an important part of the episode that people have to know we're talking about Adam saying, Sandler. Let's be honest, you are now. You're definitely tagging word Adam gets around. Word, word gets around, guys. It's yeah. the internet. I'm just going to... You I'm know just gonna, people who listen to this are going to be tweeting at him going, hey, check out all I'm saying about you. <laughs> I'm just going to put the description. Above all, the, the first timestamp is going to be Matt disses Adam Sandler. That's going to be the first timestamp. Uh, <laughs> It's not. I'm not going to be able to find in that. But thank you. There you go. 
that's that's the thing. It's all about comics. We talk about comic books on this show once we get yeah. going. Um, so like I say, we just all establish our own kind of nerd cred here. There's video game talk. Mm-hmm. There was pro wrestling talk. You know. Yeah. Adam Sandler talk. Which, by the way, uh, just last week uh, we were complaining that I had some tech issues and we were, that recording was more difficult because of it. Everything's been fixed. Everything's fine now. Everything's back to normal. So we were... I mean, there's no difference in the end product for you guys, I don't think, but the for us... Uh, no, it's, I, th- I think yeah. that's why we're a bit more casual this week yep. because it's like, well, we're, we're back to normal. No, no need to worry. We're not worried. We also don't have like, 14 books, whatever it was, last week. That, that's true. That, that was a lot. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Matt, before we talk about comics? No, I'm good. <laughs> I can't. This is a meaty episode. This has Justice League in it. This has uh, Mr. Miracle. Like I can't trust you in a and and some bear discussion. You like bears? Do you want to talk about a bear? He's thinking about it. <laughs> I learned how to say grizzly in Japanese earlier this week. <laughs> Go on uh, then. What's was Japanese for grizzly? Gurizuri. <laughs> what? Yeah. Gurizuri sounds totally improper, but I double checked it. Uh, it made me laugh for like three minutes. <laughs> well, you've learned something on this week's show, folks. You learned oh, something. Oh God. So, uh, without further ado, um, let's get on to the comic books. So we'll start off with Batman number fifty-two. Hey, we're on 52 issues. This is this is as far as the new 52 got, is issue 52. Yeah. So we didn't have to time, of course, but still, notable. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Issue 52. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, a bit of a side note, I had one of my Facebook friends actually looking for issues of Red Hood and the Outlaws from the new 52, and he spent like $30 to get issues 0 through, I think, 20. And I was like, man, had I known, I just would have given you mine. He, he, he overpaid. The That's only good reason to pay that much for those issues yeah. is to burn them afterwards. Is yes. to take them out of circulation so, for the good of mankind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, he's also looking for the rest of the run, which I have a couple issues of, so I gotta find them and, and hand them over. But yeah, yeah but Matt, isn't it really rude to hand them comic books that you, you've used to wipe your ass at various points? I mean, he still wants them, though. Who am I to deprive him? Just going to be matte shit smeared across the cover. <laughs> I mean, Lobdell's name is still on them, so... Not if you wiped in the right place, it isn't. That, that's true. <laughs> Alright, we're talking about Batman. Batman issue 52, Tom King and Lee Weeks. And that was Matt the Tangent that's out there again. Just, just want to point that out. Um, so, we're talking about Batman 52... Uh, we're continuing this this court case, this twelve angry men style with Batman, and it's we we get glimpses of the hunt for Mister Freeze from before, sort of sprinkled throughout as they're having the debates. But a lot of it is the debates of the the jury talking to Bruce Wayne and Bruce Wayne kind of laying out, okay, we have these three facts, and we're going to talk about these three facts. And is there doubt with any of these facts? And he kind of like offers up alternate ideas for each one. But the beauty of this issue is that ultimately what he's arguing with is that everyone there is like, well, Batman did it, and Batman's good at what he does. He's better than the police. It's, we trust Batman. <laughs> so the irony here is that he's sitting there trying to say, no, I think Batman made a mistake, because he feels like he made a mistake. Yeah. And he's trying to argue. So, so. It, it would be jury tampering if he was doing the opposite, if everybody was against him. But because he's Batman secretly, he's going, oh, no. You know, Batman's good. Let me explain why. <laughs> the fact that he's doing the opposite, that he's arguing against himself. Yeah. 
A, that's creative on Tom King's part, and B, Bruce Wayne saying how bad Batman actually is, it's like it's like Tom King heard what I said about I Am Suicide and was like, I'm going to win him back. Well, uh, what, what I love working. about it is that we get this idea that he was like this with Mr. Freeze because he was angry about the wedding. He's, he's not in a great place. Mm-hmm. And this has like been his wake-up call where he's like realising he's made mistakes. He's realising that he missed something. Uh, the big thing being that he missed it probably someone tampered with the bodies after the police inspected them before he did and that's why they were colder and that's why it's freezing mis- that framing mr freeze not freezing mr freeze although that does sound like a fun sick uh, fun not sitcom but like a like a fun like comedy movie right like your your sort of light-hearted mr freeze movie freezing mr freeze coming to theaters this summer light-hearted mr freeze do not go together that i beg to differ tragic. did you see batman and robin <laughs> true True. Mo- you need mo- most, to pull that off. Most people here. Winter, I don't think he pulled it off even. Most people oh, here. He winter is coming, and they think of Game of Thrones. Oh no, I don't. I think of Winter is coming. <laughs> what killed the dinosaurs? Also, the Ice Age. <laughs> chill. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, but... Um. So, I just I love Tom King for telling so many different kinds of Batman stories in this 52 issue so far. Like, you, you can look at his run, and overall his run is this deconstruction of Batman and the mythos around him, but each arc's been unique. Like, oh, yeah. You can't say, like, the the first arc, which was I Am Gotham, was anything like this whatsoever, and I like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah no, part, part of me uh, feels like uh, I'd, I'd like to get more of what I thought I was getting, you know, when when the book started, okay, first arc, this is what the book is. I'd like a bit more of that. I'd like to see some follow up to that stuff, and I feel like okay. I, I I think it's coming. Uh, I mean, you look at some of the other books, and you have the inclusion of Duke again after Duke was kind of an afterthought, like mm-hmm. he was super mm-hmm. super included in that that those first couple arcs, and then he hasn't anywhere to be seen, and then he shows back up in tech. He's mentioned in, in Deathstroke later. He did have his mini, to be fair. Yeah, but did any of us finish that? No. No. (laughs) Okay, there you go. So, I definitely feel like he's working his way back. I feel like like King had a mission, and then as he was writing, it started to become its own thing. And he's just adapted to it. So, like, and I got into an argument with a friend last week, because he didn't like war jokes and riddles. uh, But he couldn't say exactly why. But I love that story. But the fact that we can both like look at it in different ways too. I I think that's important because I felt like with Snyder's run, it was either you really really loved it or you didn't like right like uh, there was really no in between. And I feel here with King, it's the opposite. I feel there's there's these really high points, and there's other people that's like yeah, it was fine, I guess. I feel like you know, he keeps but... doing different, very different things and. But it all feels like tied to the same sort of canvas of like this big yep. tapestry he's I th- doing. I, don't know, I think that's it. it's because everything's so different. It feels maybe inconsistent to some, you know, like because you might be really into one arc and what he's doing there, but another arc, you know, it's not really my thing, right? Well, yeah, yeah so... you have this. So, so this is one of my favorite arcs so far that he's done. Uh, but the Poison Ivy one, I was glad when it was over because that was just yeah. way yeah. out there and, and whatnot. And so here he decides to like slow it down and almost tell an anti-Batman story, to where it's more about Bruce Wayne than it is about Batman. Like we're getting Batman as a secondary character, and he hasn't really done that 
this run. Yeah, I I like that he keeps changing things up. I I, I think I've never felt betrayed that he's he's not stuck to what that first arc was because I think the first arc's mm-hmm. one of the weaker ones of the book. Like I I I think. Yeah. It's just, it's gotten better since then, so I'm I'm glad that he's been doing really different things. I think no, no, I agree with that to a point. I I think that there's a point where it's it's too many different things, maybe, and it's you know okay, everything's every arc something different, and it's okay but to feel... return to the styles and ideas and and come back to these things that we did before. Yeah, but see, I feel like we're Snyder, and I keep having to compare it because that was the most recent. Yeah, you no, know, guy that worked on Batman, mm-hmm. right? Is bat- his was very much a straight line. Whereas I feel like that King's not that it's all over the place, but he's almost weaving a tapestry with all these different threads. And by the time it's over, I think we'll have this big, huge picture. And unlike Snyder's, which really didn't change the nature of Batman, I feel like King's will. It feels that way. It feels that way to me, at least. Uh, I, 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 I like this exploration. I feel like every single arc has explored Batman in a different way. And sometimes it's been more successful than others, but I, I, I think... Yeah. You can you can clearly see what the attempt has been in each one. They may not always hit, but I think you can always look at his arcs and respect what he's trying to do with Batman. That feels a bit different than normal. That feels a bit different to yeah. what you're used to seeing. And yeah, some of them didn't pan out as well. The Poison Ivy one, I think, is is generally agreed upon on this show as the low point of the run. Obviously, yeah, we, we differ opinions a little bit more when it comes to like I Am Suicide, because I like that quite a bit. But, you know, I, I think, ultimately, is, is there too many like different... Like, is, 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 is it too many different styles and whatever i think that's just out of taste like you either like that he's doing lots of different things yeah. or you'd rather it be more consistent with its with its tone and stuff yeah i think it's just it, it can be frustrating when when he does one that you really like mm. and you want more of that and then yeah you're, you're getting something out you're not getting that again it, it, well, can, it can feel a little frustrating yeah well, it feels feels like a director that's doesn't really like he's kind of like ron howard in that we're like you don't really have a ron howard movie right it's like oh you totally do Matt. because he yeah. <laughs> no because because you look at ron howard's filmography and like he doesn't have a like spielberg where you look at a movie and you know like oh that's a spielberg howard adapts and i feel like that's how king's uh, going about this batman i don't know if he does you know I, mean? I i kind of associate ron howard as a really solid but typical director where he just kind of comes in and just does that's... a like He's a very solid well, work for hire director. Yeah, he's never got a solid style. Whereas King, I think it's a weird comparison to me because King, every single arc's got a really unique style. Everything's like, no, this is the, the, going to be well, through this saying. lens. It's, but it's not the same. So, like, what I mean is Ron Howard can come in and make Apollo 13, right? Mm-hmm. But then he can go and make Rush, which is about car racing, and they don't have the same Oh, yeah, the, the, topic, to... the topics are completely different, but I think you know? they still feel the same director. See, I don't. Because I like Apollo 13 and Rush bored the shit out of me, you know. <laughs> I, I, I I think they both have a very similar level of sentimentality, a very similar level of, of character work. There's a, I see the similarities okay. between those two movies. Let me find a different. Who's the director that we can agree on that doesn't have the same? So I want to say Soderbergh, because Soderbergh, you definitely know it's a Soderbergh movie, um, but he kind of does a bunch of different things. You're looking for a director who changes his style constantly. Uh. Um. Because sure. I mean, I guess you can just say that because that's what King's kind of doing is he's shifting gears a lot, and I, and I mean, on a character like Batman, that's pretty gutsy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you could see someone like Alfonso Cuarón, maybe. His films are yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very different in what they're doing. Gravity. 
If Gravity and E to Mama Tambien, they're both yeah. Children of Men to a Harry Potter movie. Like they're very, you know. Yeah, yeah that's actually pretty astute, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very, very I different. I haven't seen a Corona movie since Gravity. Has he made a movie since Gravity? I don't think. I think he's got one that's about to hit festivals and stuff. I think he's just. We're just about to get the next one. Okay. Taking, Taking his time. time. Yeah, it's been that's five fine. years in the making, Corona. but you know. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so I, no, I, I'm I'm digging this arc a lot, and I I like the questions that have been yeah. brought up here and. Bruce like having to argue against Batman and getting frustrated that he's basically created something where the public just don't challenge it anymore. And while he's glad that the public support him, I think no, no, he wants them to challenge. Him. He, doesn't, he doesn't want them just to accept this because, in many ways, Gotham got so corrupt because it got to a point where the people just didn't challenge anything. He wants them to yeah, challenge Batman. They want, he wants them to keep Batman honest and on his toes. Just, and uh, do you know what I think the reason this makes Matt so happy <laughs> yes. is because Bruce is going. Stop saying because Batman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of what is. Is. I was just yeah. getting to that point. Yeah. And and there's that and there's a there's a, a panel, there's a page that it takes up the whole thing, and it's Bruce's conversation with one of the other jurors. And he's like, Well, you know, I moved from Metropolis and this type of stuff doesn't happen in Metropolis. This stuff mm-hmm. only happens in Gotham. And I think that, that goes to Pete's point, like the people of Gotham have just learned to accept it. And then there's another story with the mom and her son was getting bullied so he wouldn't got a gun and she made him turn the gun into the police and the police like no this is Gotham you keep the gun you know yeah. like it's just the society and it's almost kind of like Batman's allowed this this society to flourish because everyone just trusts in him to do his job versus like trying to hold Batman accountable and I kind of really like that yeah, it's, it's great stuff. And obviously, the art's fantastic from weeks. Uh, some of the full-page spreads about fighting Mr. Freeze. Oh. The, the title page, specifically Mr. Freeze, running down an alleyway, I think especially oh. looks gorgeous. I think, uh, you know, I, I love Lee Weeks, but I think the, the real hero here is uh, Elizabeth Brightweiser on the, on the colours. God damn it, you guys keep beating me to my points. Cause... I think she, she's probably the, the second best colourist working right now, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, Who's first? Uh, Matt Wilson. Okay. Um, but this this is just phenomenal color it, work so because because i'm so familiar with her work with with brubaker yeah and and phillips yeah it this made it feel like a brubaker and phillips i don't know if that's what king's going for but it's very much like it's very talky because it's it's bruce and the jurors having discussions with these breaks of action where we get what batman was up to with, with freeze yeah and it feels like one of those dingy noir books uh, so i don't know if that's why i'm enjoying it as well <laughs> and then Brett Weiser is just the, the capstone on that. It is. I think one of my favorite pages art-wise is uh, it's that page about the the story with the gun, and it's it's all like really muted colors. It's like whites and a little pale blues, and it, you know it's it's uh, you know Batman on top of Freeze, he's shooting the gun up, and it just, it just looks incredible. Yeah. Um. So the book basically ends with the just like they've heard these arguments and like, hey, you're asking us to take all this on, but you've not actually proven anything. Like we have doubt in everything you've said. Um, you know, so what you're saying is Batman is not the hero that we, that Gotham thinks he is. Can you prove that? And the book ends with him saying, "Yes, I can prove that." Um, how he's going to prove that? <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to seeing. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, but again, it's, it all comes down to he has to prove that Batman's is not as good as they think he is. Yeah, he has to almost like tarnish the image of the Batman a little bit. And, and I, I, in I was, there was there was there was one thing I, didn't, I thought that that was almost a, a missing beat that I would have liked to see is um, mm-hmm. when he's like, no, we, we've got to stay and talk this out. And everyone calls him and it's like, yeah, but you're rich. You, you don't have to go. You're not missing a day's wages you know, for yeah. doing this. Mm-hmm. 
I almost feel like he should have like offered to, it's like, oh, look, fine alright I'll pay for whatever you're missing but we talk this out yeah yeah like yeah. just that extra be just to just to really sell how you know he is actually invested in this he's not just making a, a front which which they probably think at that point i mean he could probably do that at the end he just didn't want them to have the incentive beforehand if that makes sense you know like he, he wanted them to choose to to do it out of their but of their, i mean is, is it an incentive because all he's doing is is covering what they would have missed they're not he's not giving them anything extra well, that's assuming that it does exactly what you said. I mean, for all we know, at the end of this, yeah. you might turn around and say, "Hey, I'll give you all a uh, fifty grand bonus for <laughs> sticking around." Maybe. Yeah, yeah. but then, but then again, I don't think he can do that because of the jury system. Like, because then he that's jury tampering. Um, from within. Well, not if he doesn't give it to them afterwards. That's, that's what I'm saying. He doesn't tell them before. Right. If if, if after this he says, "Hey, uh, you know, that's all meeting. I'll give you some cash. You know, I won't even need your names. Just we can meet in a place and I give you some cold hard cash next week." And I, I don't think it would be jury tampering in what I was in because he's not offering, he's not paying them to change their opinion. He's just paying them for to, just to to stick in debate. Right, but I'm just saying if if it got back to the you know prosecutors. Yeah, or whatever, I feel like the lawyers yeah. might uh, have a field day with that, yeah. even if we can justify it ourselves. I feel like the hey, lawyers right. would, would. I mean, up. just just the fact that he's such a pillar of society, it's weird that they would have put him on the jury anyways. Yeah, like him getting called for jury duty and showing up is different than sitting on the jury especially if because this case was about batman right mm -hmm. especially if if he's looked on as the benefactor to batman like some people suspect no I, I think that is a little weird because he has publicly got relationship with batman right yeah. and um it, it was with you know in the, in the last issue where they're like yeah we you know no reason why you know this jury can't be used you know everyone's fine right maybe that should have been addressed mm -hmm. yeah um but no, I'm digging it a lot. So let's uh, rate Batman 52 out of 10 then. Connor? Yeah, it's pretty solid, but uh, the art raises up because I just love it. So that'll be uh, give it an 8. Matt? Yep, uh, along with Connor says, but I liked it a little bit more than he did. 8.5. I will concur with that 8.5. It's very, very good. Um, so we'll move on. So next up then, we have Justice League issue 5, and this is James Tinney in the fourth writing with Doug Mankey on the art. This is the first of the Legion of Doom issues, where every four or five issues we're going to get, we're going to get a, a Legion of Doom issue uh, that follows Lex recruiting the other members. We, we get him to, he recruits specifically in this one, we see him recruiting Sinestro and Gorilla Grodd. I assume the next like, one will have another couple of them and then, and so on. I have the feeling the next one will be Manta and Cheetah, because I feel like we're getting... Aren't yeah. we getting Wonder Woman and Aquaman next? Yeah, that makes that sounds that makes a lot so, of sense. And it's one of the, one of the interesting yeah. things about this issue actually is the idea that because we've been saying how oh each of the the, the 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 forces that he's unlocking with the the door the doorknob and stuff that they all relate to one member of the Justice League. But that's the issue pointed out. They all specifically relate to one you know one of the villains as well. Uh, the idea that right. he needs Sinestro to control the ultraviolet spectrum. He needs Grodd to control the still force. So I immediately just went, I sat forward in my chair and went, what's the Joker going to control? <laughs> like, I got worried. Well, and it always <laughs> seems to be the opposite of whatever that hero represents. Yep. So I have no idea what it could be for Batman, whatever that force is. So, yeah. Weird. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I said, I, mean, I got intrigued. I'm interested. Yeah. 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 What I like is that I had a lot of people like, I don't know if they were just casual fans that, that hit Twitter going, why isn't 
Snyder writing Justice League when we all knew because we stay up to date with all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, and he had to put out a post going, "No, I'm not going. This was always the plan." So I was just like, "Guys, can we not freak out?" Like, yeah, I, he was talking this week, presumably in response to that, that hmm. he's got yeah. at least fifty issues planned. And I yeah. don't, I assume they count these, you know, uh, these issues that aren't him. Yeah, it'll be up to issue fifty, but it, it, that was at least, so it could be further. Also, I don't think this yeah. these Legion of Doom issues will run until issue fifty or so. Like, I feel like this is just for the no, first I, few the, arcs. Well, the we're... first arc, yeah, well, not arc, but the yeah. first story. Like, I feel, I feel like the yeah. first like three or four arcs will have one of these each, and then after yeah. that they'll probably go away. I, I will say on that point, I think it's kind of a weird place in the arc. I know that they they make reference to where we left off at the, yeah. the last cliffhanger, mm-hmm. but. I feel like this would be better suited between arcs more directly rather than in know. the middle of that. I like this because it sets up. Oh no, no, we've had the ultraviolet core. Where? Why? How did Lex find out about that? And we've seen the Steel Force. Yeah, how I, did Lex? I, I actually, I have to outright disagree. I, I would not have liked this at the end of the arc. I, I, I feel like telling me how Sinestro and Grodd got involved after we've dealt with whatever they're doing in the arc, I think would have felt redundant to me at that point. I feel like here it's more of a tease of where we're going with that stuff. Um, I, I, I think that would have been a much more tedious read had we already finished the arc. Where See, that was the main to focus. me it's not about, oh, this is what you know, they, they've, you know, they've dealt with already. You know, If it was at the end of the arc, this mm. is about, okay, how did the team come together? Why did Luther pick these people? Yeah. So even if we've dealt with the Ultraviolet and the Still Force and and then we get this issue that that doesn't bother me because it's not about that it's about what well, it's about okay. both i mean it, it would make it lesser mm-hmm. to me because part of the fun here for me is the tease of okay what we're going to do with these things and it feels like it fits here quite well um if it was just the uh, you know how the, how the team formed like it would still be fine but i think it would be just a little bit less exciting because I, I feel like you know, we'd already went through it, and so whenever we got to those scenes where it's, you know, Lex was saying, mm-hmm. "Oh wait, I have to get you know him to control this, and I have to get Grodd to control the Steel Force," I feel like that moment would not have been as exciting. I, I would have just been like, "Oh yeah, we've already done that, whatever." So, um, so I mean, maybe it could have been be- in a better place in the arc, like in between another two issues, but I, I, I wouldn't have liked it at the end afterwards. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I mean, for me here, where you're saying, "Oh yeah, we have to get you know them to control that." That's all past tense anyway. They are controlled. They're, they're already doing that. You know, Lex has already made his case. He's convinced them. We haven't seen the outcome of what they do with it, but everything that Lex is talking about, I feel we've we've kind of seen a lot of from them. Sure, but we, we, because we don't know well, the we've outcome. we've seen hints and whatnot. Yeah, it's still teasing. Yeah. It's, it still feels like it's a tease of what they're going to do with it. It still feels relevant right now, whereas I think after the arc ends, I, I would feel like it was irrelevant at that point. I think, I think is what I'm getting Fair at. Fair enough. Um, no, I think I think it's based rather well because the 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 still force and the ultraviolet are still fresh in our minds. Versus if we get like mm. a whole arc of of each one of these, you know, I just I just don't know. But all that said, I liked what it raised in this issue with what Tinian, which I'm I'm sure he's working from Snyder's notes and whatnot. Oh yeah. But the whole idea of what Doom actually represents. And, and what it means for human nature versus justice. I feel like the Legion of Doom back with the Super Friends era was just a fun name for these bad guys. But now Snyder and Tinian have actually made it make sense. Much like the Justice League is all about maintaining justice and order in the world, the Legion of Doom is now trying to bring in their own version of order through Doom. Yeah, I mean, like, we, so, so Lex, like, he's tinkering with the mother box after everything went down. And 
he ends up going to the future to you know mm-hmm. I can't remember what the time span was uh, uh, a been, million years was it a million years um, and we get yeah. like this evil uh, was it Lexor City and he's like what's happening why why is why is everything like this way and we get this like Joker knockoff dude and these other dudes and they're like oh like eventually like you know humanity kept trying to 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 you know find peace and justice and all that and it kept failing over and over again until eventually we found like in the and you know archaeologists found the 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 plans of lex luther and we followed that and now we're in this this doom-filled utopia and like this is better and you know the funny thing is is you, you know the, the thing that would let you do this in your time was hiding under your nose the whole time we can't tell you what it was though because that would change history and change like time and erase us all right. but you know so they set this up and he shows them the symbol on that note i thought it was a little weird that we're like well we can't tell you because that'll erase it and then we actually get a scene of them being erased and celebrating that that oh yeah right no, right so what my read on that was this is a society that looks has looked up to lex luther right and lex luther doesn't like just to be given things so they're not just going to tell him what to look for he yeah. has it all figured out so the fact that they're getting erased means that he achieved his goal faster than he should have and that their society will live sooner than them what's funny though is that by showing them the symbol that's the only reason why he noticed it and why he went digging and, and said place yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's still a mystery here we still have to find out like why this place was in yeah. this building uh, he questions if his father if Lionel was into this stuff and that's where it came yeah. from uh, which would make sense given that's where his father you know that was his place but I mean yeah. uh, we'll find out I guess I, I'm curious to that but there's lots of research and papers about all this stuff and he starts digging into all these various powers and we see him go to Sinestro and recruit him we see him go to Grodd and recruit him uh, Grodd specifically is at the UN um, making everyone kill each other he's, he's having a delightful chaotic time here's, here's my thing we all know that I love the Flash like, he's mm-hmm. in my top three heroes right and Grodd's fine he's a giant gorilla that's telepathic that's cool too I feel like he's a little bit too overpowered here. Like, he can just stand in the center of the UN and make everybody fight. Like, I don't know. That didn't sit well with me. I'm okay with this. So I, 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 I like a super dangerous Grodd that is terrifying because he can make I, it I, I into this. I think the question is, how did he get into just the UN you know, building? No problem, right? You Without mean, the Flash or anyone showing up to stop him. Yeah, well, there's that. And it's just like, he's making everybody. And it's just like, well, if he's this powerful... Then that that's something to me that requires the entire league, not just the Flash. And I feel like with versus what Sinestro was doing, that was very much he was working with the Green Lanterns and whatnot. Like I get hmm. that they were both trying to do different I mean, intros I d- to them. I just but this was a little bit much. Yeah, I didn't really. I just thought I didn't really care. I just thought I just thought it was a fun scene. But if I'm going to debate this and explain how we get in there, he main controlled a guard to let him in and then get inside and there's no one outside that knows he's in there doing this shit oh yeah that was my explanation for you that was the whole UN he he could have had you know he could have been in a bar making people fight each other you know what I mean like (laughs) it's the same kind of feel there's no power to that is there no but that's what I mean the UN's a little bit too big like to me Grodd's too overpowered and I feel like with, with Luther he's just kind of like well yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm more powerful. I guess. I, I guess my, my response to that is, though, is I feel like Grodd should be a villain that the whole Justice League needs to take out, and that's kind of what I like about him. He's he's that formidable, and well, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know, just the whole UN building trying to kill each other. That was a step too far. If it was a smaller group, 
of them. It feels like a UN delegation. Hey, if anything, if they want to tell me that Grodd can now do that church scene from Kingsman, like that's one of his just these general things that he does, I'm all, I'm all for it. Right, that's not what I'm arguing, but that church scene would have felt out of place in Kingsman because it feels too big, right? Oh, if, if that like, had that's been the UN, right? Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah, the okay. fact that it works in Kingsman is because it's a small church that's preaching hate and whatnot. Like, yeah, I don't know. So, I, so, uh, so, like what you're, so what you're really arguing here is that it's just too dark because we've got all these innocent UN ambassadors and whatnot. Well, it's no. I think, it's I think you're saying like size of it politically almost. It's too big. It's like okay, yeah. Like the UN that's like the center of the political world, mm-hmm. and they're doing and and he's just waltzed in and killed them all. Whereas. If it was okay, there are, there's a, a UN visit to this country, and Grodd right. happened to make them kill each other in in, mm-hmm. in a smaller building. It has a bit he more. He can impact. still make the same point about how all these people are just his puppets, and if he wanted to, he can control the world, you know, through stuff like this. But I guess, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I just thought that it was a fun introduction, so I didn't really question it that hey, much. It was, well, it's a, it's a fantastic issue. If that's my only bone I'm picking on it, yeah. then you know, it's a win. But yeah, he was properly menacing too when he's talking to Luther and how Luther tells him that yeah about the Still Force basically. Yeah. You know. And so, so I got really excited about what the other forces that the others would use, especially Joker. Um, honestly, my only real complaint about this, obviously, Mankey's art's very good. Um, my only complaint yeah. about the issue is I do think it's a bit too wordy. I, I feel like there was just too many boxes with text on a lot of pages, um, which made it a little bit of a just not not I don't want to say a chore because it was still very good and well written, but. Just, just a little yeah, bit I, of a, a marathon, you know. No, no, I, I think I, I, I'm with Pete. I think here is Tinian trying to emulate Snyder's feel with mm. all the, you know, the, the, the narration and exposition that he does, but I don't think he's quite got it down as good as Snyder has. See, I, I don't mind wordy when it's like this, when it's informing the rest of the story, and you're getting. It's almost like you're reading a novel, and we're reading about Luther's insight. Yeah. It's when Snyder makes it feel like a textbook, and he's just. You know, throwing up all of this explanation. Oh, yeah. Snyder can be guilty. That, that, that's yeah, Snyder can be guilty of yeah. this as well for me. Like, that, that, that is absolutely true. Yeah. Um, but I just I noticed it here, and I guess it sticks out because Tenny is not usually like this specifically. I, I think um, like the first four issues have been you know wordy, uh, you know as Snyder is wont to be. But I think uh, this didn't have quite the same flow to it in in the in the word. You know, it, it was it was a lot of text. And it just didn't quite yeah. have the flow that, it was just a bit the, much the I, I, I would have streamlined the dialogue and the narration a bit and just made it a bit more you know just a bit more give it a bit more flow I guess is the, what the word I'd use um, but that, that's my real only complaint though to be honest like I, I like I always worry with these like villain focused issues I, you know I remember when DC did the, the villains month for New 52 and I hated mm-hmm. it. I felt like my entire my entire month of comics just disappeared and I got all these villain issues instead and sure there was a couple of good ones but like it just it felt like a gimmick for the sake of a gimmick, right? Rather than because we actually have some important stories to tell. It's like, no, 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 writers of books, you will stop doing your regular story and do an issue about your villain because we demand it. Um, I like the ones that just made it part of the arc anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whereas this, because there's a lot of uh, mythology to explore with how Lex has got this power and where where it came from, how he convinced this team to like come together. There's a small there's a small moment where he mentions. The Joker made improvements to the torture chamber, and I think it's Cheetah says, or the narration is like, "Oh, Cheetah didn't know what concerned her more as he tested it on himself was the 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 the, yeah. the blood or the laughter." Um, and 
I'm just like, the thought of Joker like testing his own torture equipment on himself and getting a kick out of his, oh, this is good, this is good stuff, this will really make them hurt. I, yeah, yeah, I've never seen Joker as, as harming himself so, like that. No, but I feel like that's yeah. the vibe they wanted to give the, the Leto Suicide Squad Joker and then they just turned him into a Hot Topic version of that. Oh, sure. You know? So so I get where it's coming from and, and there's that there's that page where they're sitting around the uh, they're sitting around the, the headquarters like the, the the table and Joker just the way that Monkey draws him and he's all contorted mm. and has this creepy smile like it's very unsettling yeah I never had a problem with Joker hurting himself uh, not, not so much that he does self-harm specifically and in, in that traditional way but you know I've always liked the idea of the Joker like the Dark Knight where he's, he's, he's cutting his own smile into his face like you know stuff like that like I've always thought of Joker doing that kind of thing did he? Or, well or was it his dad? Right, like that's. But the the, well, the idea is you can believe either story. Yeah. Right, you can buy that he would put razor that's blades fair. into his mouth and that's make him smile. Um, yeah, just just monkey drawing uh, Sinestro again, just it brought me back to Darkest Night or Blackest Night, like ah, mm. uh, so felt good. His grog's a little bit weird. Like I feel like he's never drawn a gorilla before, which is a weird critique, but. You know, it looked kind of off at points, but I'm not going to hold it back. But his semester no, alone. I think there are like, certain panels where his grud sticks out. Like the, the one where he's holding the baby turtle. Yeah. Um, It looks a bit strange there. Yeah. Um, no, that was yeah. certainly pretty the good, though. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really solid. Like I say, it's a bit wordy. Um, bit too much narration, yes. but that's, that's so, really so my honest, complaint. I can't help but feel like this would work better as just a, a separate mini, as a companion piece. Rather than these these issues. Yeah, well, but if well, each... let's see how the next one goes because we get four more and then another one. Yeah, because let's so... say each one relates to the arc that's going on at the same time. What do you do? Do you release like this this mini series like you know one every four months or whatever, one every three months? Yeah, series of one shots maybe. Yeah, but that's basically what this is. No, no, but I feel like a series of one shots. You can do them slightly oversized, then maybe it wouldn't feel quite as wordy. Cause it's yeah, but Connor, I feel like you're contradicting here. your usual critique here. That you, I feel like you would normally be praising this because it's a natural way for the, the art team and stuff to keep on track with the double shipping. And what you're suggesting here would remove that 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 benefit of it. No, no, I I get what you're saying. I think I think this this partially it comes down to still I'm not liking the 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 placement, of the art, the way it feel for me. I feel like I'm. I'm being, I'm, I'm being, an issue is being taken away from me, like, from continuing the arc. I'm like, okay, we're on pause, we'll but go explore I, this. Whereas I feel like this should be a side thing that that's extra, rather but, than instead but see, of. I don't feel like it is on pause, because it, it, I feel like they paced it out right, where it picked up off that, that cliffhanger and then we saw what Luther was doing. Like, if this, let's say this is a, a TV series, this is a, a break, yeah. you know? But we don't see what Luther's doing. We see what Luther did but we don't but see what he's doing in Superman. He's he's still right, in the we... exact same place that we left him in the last okay. issue. We didn't get any further but, on that stuff well, whatsoever. We don't need to though. Okay, and that's fine. Yeah. I get what Matt's saying yeah, though. If this is a TV good. show and we end at that cliffhanger and then we use right. the next episode to go back and show how we got here, like I see that done all the time and it usually works quite well. I don't feel like I'm seeing how we got here. Like I don't feel like I'm getting how Luther was, why he's in Superman. It's specifically that that episode that you're talking well, about is. How did he get here now? And right, why? But I feel, and we got we've gone back we'll further. 
Yeah, I don't know. I I, I just still have this this uh, problem with because uh, basically what you're saying is you feel like the issue's been taken away. Well, it's not been taken away. There was no issue instead of it. Like you'd just be having no issue instead. So at that point, all you're really arguing is that this have a different name to to be sin- you know to signify that it's actually a one shot and not part of the main numbering. And at that point, what's the well, difference? Because like I said, it just, it feels like this extra thing in between issues that it's 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 it's. The, the flow of where this is from it's just it's just not working oh yeah but let's say the, instead of releasing this as issue five let's say this was just called legion of doom one shot issue one right um whatever right pick a name right and there was no justice league this week and then we came back the next one would be issue five but we wouldn't get one at this part of the month would there be any real difference would you, would you prefer that just because they named it something different and not as part of justice league's main numbering i'd still have a little problem with the with uh the 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 pacing but i i would i would actually bother me less because here no this no, is we, the cross we, again no 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 this is issue four then to issue five i i expect this to this story to continue whereas this feels like a separate story to me this feels like something else in t- where, that we're well, being told just so I even, feel even like look at the cover though separate. this is essentially legion of doom number one right and i, I feel like we should it should have been probably should have been called that Right, and, so then you just proved Pete's point. You just got lawyer. Yeah, so it would just be the exact no, same no, thing, I, just have a different like, name. Well, no, because I'd still get Because when I'm looking at this, okay, so issues one through six of Justice League, five is going to be this thing now that's separate from, from one to four and six. It's going to feel like that to me. Whereas if it was separate, I'd go, okay, there's one through five, you know, renumber six into five, and it bothers yeah, me. Yeah, but less. let's be honest. When they when they put this trade together, it's gonna to be like the Flash, where it was one through eight, right? Uh, so it'll probably, probably one one through nine, right? And it'll be the two arcs, and then this, and then or the one arc, and then this. I mean, I, and I, the think, other arc Matt, I think the early like listing for Amazon was up a while ago, and it said one to six. But I mean, that could just be incorrect. But well, if that's the case, then I, I'm a little more on Connor's side because you you're gonna break it up on, uh, you know what I mean? In the middle issue. of an arc. I mean, I. I yeah, I don't mind it being broken up, like in the middle. Like, I feel like if this is the the system, like if this is consistent and it feels like the the, the pacing we get, where next arc again about halfway or just over halfway through the next arc, we get the next Legion of Doom issue. But like, oh no, this is just what we get used to now. Like this is the system. I I think I'd always um I, I was under the assumption that it was at the end of arcs, and that bothers me less. It, it, it's something that um. We saw to to use Snyder as an example here. We saw him do a lot on his Batman run with Capullo, where between arcs we'd have smaller stories where we'd get other artists in, so that Capullo could keep up with the the schedule. This here, when it's just in the middle of an arc, it feels like oh uh, well, this will do. It 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 doesn't I, feel as no, natural. No, but I think essentially I just disagree that this is completely separate. I think this is specifically relevant to this story because it's focusing on him recruiting the two members that we're focusing on those those yeah. particular forces for, which is why I wouldn't like it at the end of the arc. So we've come full circle back to the original argument, but yeah. that, that's kind so, of where I'm at with it. Two two things. One, yep. I love that. That, that Snyder, or Snyder, Tinian's basically broken down Doom as objectivism because it's all about just giving in to whatever you want to do and whatever is good for you, that's what sets you free. Yeah. And that's a political philosophy I vehemently disagree with. So I like that the bad guys are, that's what they subscribe to. Huh. And that's what creates this dark utopia is just, is that, and, and two, n- next time we get Justice League, we get Manipole, Connor. So 
Like, is that on the next issue? It's on next time. That's like issue ten, right? I think. That's like issue ten. Is that yeah. issue ten? Yeah, yeah. So we all Damn it! I know. I mean, it's that. I mean, with well, double shipping, it's like two and a half months, but still, you yeah. know, it's, it's a while away. It's not, it's not in two I, weeks, which is, you know, where, where I really yeah. want it. Well, I, th I saw that Manipole stuff on Twitter this week, and I just assumed... Oh, he's been teasing, It was sooner sure. rather than later. Yeah, yeah no, no, oh, no, issue 10. He's, he's been teasing, but no, it's just it's, uh, issue 10, but, I think. When do we get Jimenez back? Is that in two issues, too? Um, I think, yeah, because we're, we're going to have another should... Chang issue soon, right? Yeah. It, see, this is the thing. Like the, it's, it's, the artist thing's already gone off with it because it was supposed to be one Chang or Jimenez and then a Chang. Yeah, but I don't, that, I don't think that includes the Legion of Doom issues, though. Yeah. Right. So it might be another two Jimenez and then a Chang? No, another one. One? Because about two, three, four Yo, was Jimenez. Yeah, we've got answers for this. Hit us on Twitter. <laughs> right. Because so, this is issue five, like right? Algebra. So you said there was four Jimenez and then another Chang. So two, yeah. three, four, five. It was three Jimenez. Or six in this yeah, case. Yeah, but I, I don't know if that, that's counting Legion of Doom or not. So I like this issue where I don't know if this will count towards the four for Jimenez or not. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. Have a I'm, I'm seeing if comics have gotten the issues up far enough for me to... Yeah, what's the next issue? Is the next issue Jimenez? Well, the next one would be, regardless, right? It should be, yeah. Yeah. I just I, I see if they've got far enough up on the series because you know what comicsology be like. I was not expecting this big debate. Connor always brings the weirdest complaints to just spiral it into. This, this didn't feel weird to me. Clearly, this is, um, the, this is the cross well, all over again. Six is Jimenez, seven is Chung, and Jimenez apparently. You are the Legion of eight, Doom. Eight is the next Legion of Doom one, which is Janin. Oh, Janin. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh. Well, maybe that's coming before well, the next arc. Legion of Doom to mine and Peach Justice League. Yeah. Right. Maybe the next one's starting before the next arc, the Legion of Doom issue, to set up the Cheetah and Black Mana stuff, given its placement. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like oh. seven is the the conclusion to this arc. So I imagine that trade will be one to seven. Yeah, that probably makes sense. And then and then it'll it'll start off with the Legion of Doom issue because maybe this time it'll be more relevant to be at the start maybe there was a conscious choice there like it sets maybe. up things yeah. but um, yeah. yeah I have no problem with this it's the placement of this <laughs> I guess is what this all came back down to <laughs> yeah uh, but it was pretty good it was pretty good uh, don't get me wrong I don't think I like it as much as the main issues because obviously I'm liking the story that's going on and whatnot. but it oh. was I, I did like I did appreciate Lex uh, being proper mad scientist though when he was doing the time travel stuff and he had the little bow tie mm -hmm. on and stuff it was really old school mad scientist Lex and I, I was digging that yeah yes it was and I like that and I like that he basically went and saw his Legion future because that's what the Legion of Superheroes represented was we're taking Superman's you know values mm. and applying it to the future and you know a million years from now Lex Luthor's values are end up with what caused that change so I like the idea that Lex now has his own Legion of of supervillains hence why it's the legion of doom right they've, they've, they've kind of justified that title in a weird roundabout way uh but compare yeah. it to legion of superheroes like, look at that fascinating uh all right let's rate the let's rate the issue then before we before we spiral again into this this uh cross part two electric boogaloo matt what were you giving the issue uh this is a, a solid eight cool connor yeah i'll give it a i'll give it a seven Gets an eight from me. Gets an eight from me. Fine placement. 
Best placement. Could have had a better placement. I don't like that me and Pete keep lining up. <laughs> We're too different. No, Matt, this is the thing. We don't line up that much. It's just compared to Connor's weird opinions, we somehow find this bond. Because he's, he's yeah, over there. Yeah, but you gave it an 8, so... Oh, sure. To be fair, you, talking about. it sounded like you were going to rate it higher. I was surprised at the... I, th- I thought you were going to rate it higher than that. But yeah. you're, you're being, you're oh, being reserved, that's... which is nice. Yeah, yeah. The last thing you said on the issue was, "I loved it," and then I did yes. love it. <laughs> Wait till we get to to Mr. Miracle. Oh boy! Oh, we're oh, we're about to get there. We're about yeah. to get there. Um, yeah. But I so so yes. Uh, I I can't wait for the comments now. There's there's always a few weirdos that say we Connor. You know, there's always a few of them. Because I'm usually right. And that's cool. We <laughs> and that's cool. Y'all can be his gorilla grad to his Lex Luthor. It's fine. Just know you're gonna lose in the end. Hey, like comics. Lex, Lex says often ginger before he loses his hair. I mean, that's that's yeah, that's a thing. So are you saying that I have to cause an explosion that makes Connor's hair caught on fire and then he'll be bald for life? Because I'm willing to do that. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we shall move swiftly on to Mister Miracle number ten. Uh, Tom King writing and Mitch Gerrards on the on the art. Uh, so this was delayed a few times. So uh, finally, we've mm-hmm. got it. We've got it in our mitts. Um, and we ended the last issue. And I had, I had to think about it for a second when I started. I was like, okay, what did, what did the last one end with? What was the plot of the last issue? Because it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. I had to think about yeah, it. it was. Okay, that's right. Darkseid said, "Hey, we'll end the war, but you have to give me a firstborn." And that was that was the uh, the end of the issue. So this issue is so, so Barda and Scott are back home. They're you know looking after the kid, and generally doing like normal things. But every so often they've got you know these first birthdays coming up, so they're playing the party and they're doing that stuff. And basically Scott feels guilty about all the people who are dying constantly in this war to the point where he at least wants to discuss the possibility of of handing over the kid. And Barda's like having none of it. As you would yep. expect. Oh, oh, oh Matt. Matt. Oh, jeez. Uh, Darkseid is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you just know Matt got a grin like two pages into this when when a certain couple of characters showed up as to be some, some drinking the, pals. The, oh, yes. the, the blue and gold and yeah. red and green and yellow. Exactly. Oh, man. I was seeing Cord there. So this, this tells me... I don't want to say that this is a black label, but if they throw the black label on... Oh, they totally Later. could. They could do that for the trade. They, if they totally could. To. I, I would expect it. Because this is traditional Ted Cord. This is not, you know, Ted Cord that we got in Blue Beetle. You know, where this this seems to be Booster Gold's best buddy. Yep. Uh, and then I had to think, were they on... Then they were on a Justice League team together. They're on the I Can't Believe It's Not the Justice League era. Yeah. So... It's just another one of these things that tells me, okay, th- this book's just not in continuity, and that's oh. fine. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, so, so I got into some some conversation on Twitter about this issue, um, because, okay. yeah, as I said, despite it being about new gods and the anti-life equation and superheroes, it's the realest book that on the stands right now. Granted, I don't read a lot of you know, independence. So I could be completely off, but for the books that I read, this feels like the most real life. Cause just mm. down to the conversation that Scott and Barda are having about which one, well, any of them really like these are, I feel like 
King could have ripped these from actual conversation. If it wasn't about trading your firstborn to end a war. Yeah. Right? But it's like, I, I get where both are coming from. I get Scott looking at this going, I get in the war tomorrow, but I have to give up my firstborn kid. And Barta going, the fact that you're even thinking about that is is ridiculous. That's our firstborn. And him going, yeah, but we were raised there and we are it's okay. here. And, yeah, it's fine. It's just like absolutely not. So, and, and obviously, the, 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 there's the sort of the metaphor elements here of of what this yeah. is. You know, it's really about. Is that he has he has what he thinks is a valid reason to give up. You know, being being a parent's yeah. tough. There's a lot of responsibility. He has what he thinks is a valid reason to to bail. And obviously, it seems noble. Which, by the way, I just I didn't notice before I read it the first time. But he's wearing a shirt for Babylon shirt when he goes to get the birthday cake. Yep. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> neat, neat touch. Neat touch, Garrods. Yep. I see what you did there. Yeah. You uh, shill. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty shill. Yeah, but you know he's, he's breaking yeah. down the shower. He's trying to you know get the cake, and it's all this responsibility. Oh. And you know he's trying to bring it up with Barda, and I like how he's basically wearing a reverse flash shirt <laughs> in the scene where he tries yeah. to talk to Barda about it. Like he's he's not being what he's supposed to be here. He's he's no. Uh, and, he's just slightly off. Yeah, and Barda gets a lot upset. Gets a lot upset. And well, Barda's is like, when do I get to escape? Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing. It all boils down to that that big scene where she confronts him about committing suicide or trying to commit suicide. Yeah. Uh, and it's this it's, again. It's such a real scene in the park where, you know, I I I helped you. I I picked you up off the bathroom floor. And you're still looking for ways to escape. You know, we've built this together, and you're still trying to get out of it. Like, no, mm-hmm. no. You may think this is the right thing to do. You may have like what seems like a noble reason to, to justify your actions, but that's not what this is. Now, admittedly, obviously, if in real life the option was literally you have to give up your firstborn to end a war that's killing millions of people. Mm-hmm. Okay, in a real world context, if that ha- somehow was the choice, sure, there'd be a debate to have. But we're talking about a you, book you, here. You probably do have to consider it, yes. right? But here right. We're, we've got a metaphor here. We're, 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 we're telling a story that's really about something else. Um, like the whole book has been about. Uh, he's got a Shazam shirt on that, that scene, actually. Um, he does, yeah. Uh, but is that implying that he's not really grown up, that he's still immature? Because he's really still a kid it inside. Could be. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much out of that. Uh, well, also, I, I should say, I'm pretty sure Garrett said at one point, don't take too much into the shirt choices. He just he it, just throws in whatever's cool. Yeah, and, and that's fine. But Fair. I feel like we can, like again, <laughs> yeah, the reverse flash. It's a little bit no, like no, it's you can read into things if yeah, you if you're looking for them, but well, it's they, they're like not always, necessarily intended. Well, it's kind of like they say about jazz. It's not the notes you play; it's the notes you don't play. It's kind of like that too, where it. it can't it can be about the shirt but not really but you know it's always about the shirt don't believe his lies <laughs> don't believe his lies yeah he's a prankster he's got he's got a, a newborn baby there he's not firing on cylinders <laughs> <laughs> he he is just running on caffeine let's be honest yeah, yeah. I, I do think it's funny given what this book's about now like that he happens to be writing this as he is literally a new father mm-hmm. himself or not writing yeah. uh, drawing it drawing. but uh, but no, like it gets so real here. Actually, it's just, you know, it's when she's like, you know, you're messed up, and I've stuck with you, so that makes me messed up, and I'm 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 censoring the language a little bit. It's clearly some harsher things behind those symbols. Yeah. But you know, um, so yeah, so it's like no, no, we we yeah, we struggle, sure. we we persevere, we struggle through these hard times, and we get through it. And of course, the war Together. here is just a metaphor for real life. 
It's just, you know, for yeah. life. It's, it's kind of like the hit television show The Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where in season six, yeah. life itself was the big bad. It wasn't like, you know, some monster that they fought at the end of the season. It was life, it was paying bills, it was the responsibilities of adulthood. That was the big bad in season six. That's kind of what's happening here. Sure. That was a quality reference. Not taking the bait. Quality reference. Um, but also, yeah. uh, I, I read on Twitter that... Um, Jack Kirby's birth name was Jacob. Mm. So the fact that Funky is Stan Lee and... I, and... I think it's it's even clearer in this issue that Jacob's yeah. supposed to be Kirby. Cause, Kirby. You know, uh, well, I can't remember uh, Stan Lee's character's name here now. Funky. But, um, he he says you know you know oh you know talking about Jacob like, he provides all the imaginations I do the yep. words and that was their relationship Kirby yes Kirby drew the issues plotted it drew it yep. sent it over to Stanley and went hey put some words on this yep yeah that's a that's a crazy system well, that right? was, to well, go that's that way one around. of my favorite stories and it's a little apocryphal because I don't know if it actually happened but people say like Fantastic Four that for for the first issue of Galactus all Stan told Kirby was Oh, the Fantastic Four fight God. And so when he came back, uh, Kirby had drawn Galactus, and that was his version of God. Yeah. And and then they Stan makes the story around that. Right. So I, I was um reading through some of the, the Thor masterworks, you know, mm-hmm. of, of their stuff. And there was uh, you know, some some stuff uh in, in the the front you know, like those uh, the introduction stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was talking about how um K- Kirby was the one who came up with all the ideas for all of the, the Asgard stuff specifically. And um he he uh he drew all of it because he had this he had this little book about Norse mythology, and just each every issue he'd take a page of of that, uh, and then right okay let's make that into a six page story at the end, and mm-hmm. just did that and then just sent it over to Stan to put words on, like you know he huh. he did the entire thing himself basically. So he was just basically adapting the the Norse myths in the Kirby style, yeah. and then Stan was you know just doing putting his some thing. putting some words on it yeah. Uh. Mm. Yeah, well. so weird. But I, I want to point out that uh, when it gets to like him and Funky putting up the the banners for the mm-hmm. birthday, right? And then the middle panel is the first time I believe in the issue we see the the video effect. Um, right. That something's not mm. quite right. Like the idea that's happening where it says happy birthday, and that's where the, the source yeah. of the stress is coming from. It's just you know, it's like he's not he's not thinking that way, but that's where the source yeah. of the stress is coming from as the kid. I I also like that it's over the Batman symbol stuff, and and let's not forget. Batman eats babies. Batman does eat babies. Uh, also, I want to point out there's a almost pa- almost my panel of the week, but it's not going to be. Yeah. But almost. I will tell you this though: there's a page in this comic that I I, I can I can say with the utmost confidence I could have drawn this page. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I can say with? I know he's not credit. I'm I'm confident this is this is King's art here. That, that's <laughs> I've seen enough. I've seen enough of his doodles on covers to know that this is his art. Yeah. That's Tom King's uh, crypto, for a yeah. fact. No, yeah. it is. It, it, I, 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 I know it is. I'm like, he definitely drew this and went, here you go. I'll, I'll give you a page off. I'll help you out. <laughs> yeah, because of course it's meant to be something that uh, the, the kid drew. And that's why he gets away with it. I love how he gets away with his art by saying a one-year-old drew it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he yeah. gets away with it. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. If, if, if a one-year-old drew this, I'd be pretty impressed. Yeah, it's not bad for a one-year-old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, I, I love it. I, I got to this page and I just started laughing. And I'm like, I should never be able to say that I can draw that page. But I, I could draw this page. Maybe even better than what this page is. I'm not confident in my ability. 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 I
Yeah. I, I'm actually almost more annoyed it got delayed so much. They had a, he had a page off. King did a page of the art, yeah. damn it. <laughs> His, uh, his, his big Superman's very Galactus-esque, isn't it? It is, actually. Well, yeah. it's a Star Eater. Yeah. 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 Well, it's very much Galactus and Silver Surfer as well, which I yeah. thought was a fun, because it's like the dog's the herald, but then the dog found this, you know, found the, the kid that, you know... Yeah. Uh, um, and there's that, that scene at the end of the party, or before this party's really started, after they're set up, and... Scott just comes down, and this is like the first time we've seen him and Barda together after the big fight in the park. And he comes over, he just sit, lies down, puts his head in her lap. She's on her phone, just you know, doing. Like, there's no 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 talking at all until the fat last two panels, and he just says, "I love you," and she said, "I love you too." And that felt very real to me as well. It's like they're both tired, they're both stressed. It's like okay, we just you know we may have shouted at each other yesterday. We're under a lot of pressure right now, but it's just like a real moment. But yeah. we ha- I have to say this right now. We have to exchange this this compassion, or otherwise we're really screwed. Um, right, and then it gets on the the conversation, um, you know. So, and then they basically decide, hey, why don't we pretend we're going to give him the kid, and then we'll just yeah. you know kill the bastard. You, you say they decide. Scott tells us, it's like, yeah, yo, yo, it's I'm going to say I'm going to give him the kid. Yeah. go over there, and then instead, I'm just going to kill him. I mean, I'm I also like this, but sure, I'll give it a try, and then we can have this, a party. The, the Scott's dynamic when it comes to the new gods, like. So he calls Darkseid his father, right? Even though he's the biological son of High Father. Yeah. Right? But he refuses to call Orion his brother. Because there was that thing where he talked about, your mm. brother would have done this, and he goes, he's not my brother. And uh, that, that's, there's got to be something more going on there, too, and I haven't quite figured it out yet. Because um, there's so many layers to this in the relationship. But I, I like these oh, issues yeah. that focus on... Uh, and even, uh, even, I love how casual Barter is at the end of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds good. I'll come too. I'll give you a hand. Why yeah, um, and I love just the obviously the idea he's trying to justify giving up the kid because oh he was given up to Dark Side and you know it turned it all right. Yeah. And of course she responds with, "No, I had to pick you off the floor because you'd cut yourself and try to you know try to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. That's not that's not okay." <laughs> Like, you know, we're not actually that great. We're, we're pretty messed up as people go. But it's that idea that, you know, like, you try not, you try to make sure your kids don't end up as much of a mess as you, but a lot of people yep. do end up just becoming their, their parents and treating their kids the same way, and it kind of, you know. Uh, so there's some of that real-world stuff in there, I thought. And then, so the book well, ends, they're, 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 they're kissing, yeah. they're going to have sex, and it just ends with the final... So they've just decided to try and kill Darkseid, and it ends, the final panel is just that black panel saying Darkseid is. That is a cliffhanger. That is, like, just in terms of, like, the emotional decision to do this and try and kill Darkseid, given what this book has been this whole time, is that, nah, Darkseid is... If anything, I, 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 if you hadn't told me this was issue 10, I'd assume this would have been the second last one. Yeah. Just given the same like make makes me a little worried knowing that there's still two more. I'm not oh, worried. No. I trust them. Like I, I have no reason to. No, I, no, I, I don't mean worried about the quality. No. I meant worried about what's going right. to happen. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so I wanted to add to what Pete was talking about the the parents doing things so the kids don't have to go through that. Yeah. But the, it's also don't forget this is the fourth world, and that there's three worlds before it, and it's almost like Scott is fighting against repeating the same cycle or starting a new one because if he just hands over his firstborn to dark side he's just repeating the same cycle so technically the war is not actually ever going to end it's just going to be at a you know it's going to be at a standstill much like it was for him growing up uh so if he takes this alternate route 
he's almost taking destiny into its own hands and, and going about it. Whether if that's what's causing the dark side is at the end, you know, I don't know. So that's not the familiar. Hmm. No, I, 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 those are great issues. I mean, we're not surprised, oh. are we? I mean... <laughs> I, I, no, I, I just checked... Um, at the moment, issue 11 is scheduled for August 29th, so it's a week I feel like it's unlikely that we'll get that, because um, I think I saw Gerard's tweet in this week that he was only just starting work on 11. Yeah, yeah but half of it's going to be drawn by Jake, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, half of it will be King's art. Which, let's be honest, King probably knocked that page out in about a minute. That oh yeah, this, this is definitely five minutes going to here. I'll save you some time. Yeah, he was doing he was doing his mate a solid. I mean, like, compare it to how long it takes. I mean, how long do you think Garrett's takes to do one page? A day, two days, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Some of that. I know. I know a lot of artists aim for a page a day. Yeah. But um. Well, he's doing different stuff too because yeah. the, the the nine panel and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, so. I think that takes up a lot more time. Uh, yeah. work into that. So maybe maybe two days or a day and a half. Yeah. For a page. And Kane just knocked out a page in about thirty seconds and said, "Hey, that'll do." <laughs> that was one less page. It works. It you know, it, it, it contextually, it, it it's there. This is the most genius way to counter a delay I've ever I've ever seen in my life. Is I oh, will just let the writer knock out a really shitty looking page. <laughs> so you keep saying like that. That's what was with the delay, but I feel like it just could have been part of the story too. Oh no, I'm, I'm joking, Matt. I'm not being know? serious. Okay. Well, you kept saying that, like you know. You had inside information that maybe I was missing out on. Oh, no, no, no. But... I'm just joking. Uh, I, I think the, the, the original plan when they started the book, and this was in mind, probably would have been for Gerards to do this page and just make it look bad, right? Right. And then King's art took... Uh, it, it got popular, right, over the last few months. <laughs> well, popular is an interesting word for it, but I don't know what you mean. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, pe- people enjoy seeing it. Infamous. His art is infamous. <laughs> sure. Um... And then there was a delay. They're like, "Joe, you know I'll do a page. I'll, you know, people will like that. It'll help you out. You know, it's one less page for you to draw. Everyone wins, right?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I guess that's it. Uh, that's Mister Miracle number ten. So uh, I, I feel great dread for how this attempt of you know this, this assassination attempt is going to go. I feel like Darkseid is still going to end up taking the kid away. Um, my guess would be Darkseid ends up with the kid by the end of the next issue, and then the final issue is them getting the kid back. But I mean, that's just back. yeah. That may be simplifying it too much. I don't know. Well, he does have the anti-life equation. We know that. Well, that, well, that was a, that was the scene we actually skipped over. Was the the guy in the store talking about? Uh, he he kind of mm-hmm. stumbles into the life equation. He, he's sort of given his philosophy yeah. um, about doing what's best for you and and you know what makes the most people happy. It's like an equation, a life equation. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. all right, I see what you're doing here. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, Scotty's taking this on in a personal level. Because uh, again, if, it, if if we're talking in a real world sense where it was literally millions of people are going to die, then yeah, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Even if you, even, even if the few are just one kid, <laughs> no matter how yeah, personal that may be. If you don't like it, there's there's a there's a good reason to strongly consider it. Yes, uh, but again, I think this is more about the metaphor. It's more about what it represents and just general parenthood and and, oh, yeah, and stress and depression. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, life equation so fun. Uh, so yeah, that's that's right, the, the bastard, uh, Cotter. Oh, it's a 10. This issue was fantastic. Oh, oh, straight to a 10. Oh, baby. Matt. Yeah, I was going to do the same thing. It's, it's a 10. So, I saw your thunder there. You, you did. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with a 9. I, I, I loved it. I, I I have almost no reason to say why you shouldn't give it a 10. Uh, just 
just a name. <laughs> no, All right. It's fine. I just, yeah. this, this hit so many different emotions as I was reading it. And again, you know, as much as I love Superman, I so relate to Scott sometimes, you know? Because you're not perfect, that bring... Matt. That's why. <laughs> well, there's that. And, well, there's that. And, and I just, it's not that I strive to be like Scott, but like that breakdown in the shower, like, man, that, that hit me hard. Mm. For for no reason, and there's no dialogue there. It's all the mm. art. So. Yeah. Um. All right. Well. Uh. I guess we'll we'll move on then. We'll move on to Green Lanterns number fifty-two. Dan Jurgens writing and Marco Santucci on the art. Uh, so different artists from Mike Perkins who did the last couple issues. I did notice the change. It felt like a very different style, especially in the the, yeah. the coloring and the shadows. I feel like it's it's a it's a lot brighter, but I feel like he's he's hitting a, a really similar style in terms of the way he focuses on the facial expressions. Right? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, let me just get it up here so I can look at it. So Hal yeah. popped up up in this issue. He's uh he was uh, on yeah. vacation. He was he was trying to get over the dark stars and everything that goes on with them. Find out yeah, next week. So what exactly. We'll find out. Yeah, how that ends next week. Yeah. But uh, he he's called back out, and basically the gist of this issue is you've got this villain who's kind of corrupting. It's particularly through Simon Bazzi's ring, um, although clearly yeah. the villains are controlled. Because at one point they take the the energy from Kilowog's ring and hit Guy or vice versa, and it's like, oh shit! Like he just did that. So some of the lanterns are starting to see that they've got control of the rings, but uh, mainly this is like they're they're really trying to uh, convince that Simon and Jess uh, to each other that the other one is not trustworthy, that the other one is, especially Simon, because yeah. they deliberately give Simon a different order to what guy's actually, you know, given the the, 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 the entire core, and it right. looks like he goes off, off on his own and does his own thing, it looks very suspicious, um, and then when Simon and Jess kind of like confront each other about it at the end, uh, the, the rings are both telling them, oh, the other one can't be trusted. Uh, he was left alone with that body. He didn't follow orders. He looks like he's just a madman trying to kill everyone. Well, you can't trust him. Um, and then the ring tells him he has to leave and go to an important guardian order right now. And he's like, I don't like it, but I guess I'll go. So it looks like he's just do, running do off. Do you know what I thought was particularly suspicious about that there? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we know it's suspicious anyway, but... right. You know, he he's like, oh yeah, we got a message from the guardians. You got to go do this, and he's like, oh, I'll contact them. He's like, sorry, communications are down. It's like, well, which is it? Did we just get right. a message or a communications yeah. down? Yeah, I, I guess you could say that's that's Simon not clocking that. And... No, no, heat of the battle. You yeah. know, I, I get it. He's he's worked up, but it's just one of those things that really stuck out to me as as suspicious. Yeah, no, nah, that's fair. Hal shows up and he's 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 fought the Ravagers before. They're not the main. I mean, they're the army no. here, but they're obviously not, that's it's not, it's not that's not who's controlling this. There's, there's the no, it's still Eon, which I'm not. It's not I'm just not Eon though, sure right? What's going on. It's not because it's, it's not no. Eon. That that face we see in the ring that looks dead evil. I, that's not Eon. It's different. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like the, it's still Eon still makes a an appearance. Oh sure, yeah. But yeah, yeah but yeah, I'm not. I'm not enjoying this. There's a lot going on. And no? Usually I like Jurgens, but I'm not enjoying this arc. Then you don't enjoy the last two. It's taking me three to decide it. I not thought you really. enjoyed the last two. Yeah. No, yeah. not really. I okay. I so. want people to go back and listen to the last two episodes of the Green Lanterns yeah. reviewed and tell me what Matt said because I feel like he was way more positive on. It's not yeah, the first tell, one. Tell us why he rated it because I thought he liked them. Yeah. No, I I've given him like sixes and sevens. Sense. Well, we can that check that, right. and we can prove if that's right or don't not. Check it. <laughs> but I, I, that's really... I did not enjoy this issue. This this felt like a chore. Oh, that's fair. Like, if just... you didn't like this one, that's fair enough. Yeah. But um. But I don't. I wasn't really digging the last 
I was giving it the benefit of the doubt because I like Jurgens normally, but I feel like there's so much going on. Like I feel overwhelmed because you have Eon and you have the Corrupted Rings and you have now you have the Ravagers and the the Guardians are at play and then you have all the different Lanterns and it's just like okay, um, maybe that's what he's going for. Like, cause it doesn't like it's chaotic, but it doesn't feel out of. Don't get me wrong. Like I, messy. I think this was the weakest of the three issues of the arc so far. I think for me. Agree. But I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't say I disliked it. I still had. I still had a decent amount of fun. I I liked them playing the lanterns off each other, especially when we we're actually. It's it is like Baz like didn't like got a different order and went and did that order and it looked really suspicious. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of digging like whoever's doing this is playing them against each other and trying to actively yeah. make it look like he's like a he's, he's went rogue, and you know playing with that stuff. Um, I don't. Know, I'm still into the plot and I don't think it's just too much going on because everything's kind of spiraled out from the same events. Um, Hal just sort of being on vacation and then coming back in now maybe felt a little bit random, but not mm. not egregiously so. Huh? <laughs> How you feeling, Connor? Yeah. Uh, no, I I liked it. Um, again, like I say it's 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 the weakest of the three, but I think it's solid. I think the art change maybe hurts it a little. It loses some of its atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I thought, you know, uh, like Hal's maybe a bit random and, and the book was working nicely without him. But again, yeah. I think it's still pretty solid. Yeah, and I like that Simon and Jess are still kind of the, the, the most important two in terms of the plot because they're the ones at the centre of this this corruption and yeah. who's playing yeah. off who. So uh, I, I like that. At least for the rest of this book, they're going to be the, the focus. Yes, and then we'll see whatever we get next. Joe, you know, I was thinking actually the other day that, you know, we keep assuming that they'll just replace it with one book and I'm like, well, what if they don't? What if they do something else? Like, what if instead of just giving us another core book, they do like two books and they do like a solo book for one of them and you know they might if they, if they switch them all to, to monthly instead instead, yeah. and we could yeah. have potentially four lantern books but I mean we had that for a long yeah. time like, I mean all of the yeah. new 52 was four lantern books right and um, that wasn't all of it I think they, they stopped like maybe towards the end because New Guardians I mean Core lasted the longest I think out of the, the side ones but I don't think even that lasted the whole time. Yeah, well, because you had when it when it you had Red Lanterns, you had New Guardians, you had Core, and you yeah, had New, New Gardens and yeah. Red Lanterns did not last the whole time for Red sure. Off, La- no. Red Lanterns lasted. Red Lanterns was lasting at least uh, a year it, into Venditti's run. Yeah, because it went it went to like issue thirty, because Supergirl showed up around twenty. Yeah, yeah, and then we had yeah. the art was uh, that the Soul wrote. Uh, yeah. he, he did like t- 12 issues maybe yeah he didn't get yeah, the 52 yeah. so, though I'm right in saying that though right no no no, no. no okay that, that's it, like it lasted 30... a reasonable length of time yeah and yeah. then uh, New Guardians lasted up there too just well, not look, they weren't, I'm not saying they were short I'm saying that it didn't last the whole no. time by the time we got to that, those final months where like they were all rounding out issue 52 yeah I, I nothing think, else uh, did hit 52 I think they went up to around the DCU period where we, yeah. you know, because that was when we we uh, we did the the new direction. We gave Hal his glove, and I think that was because I, I don't Lantern think any of the Green Lantern books, other than the mainline one, hit fifty two. I think all of them ended maybe around DCU or whatever, but none of them made it there, other than the main one. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but no, I was just I'm thinking, I was like, because because I was getting, I was like, oh, what if we get a solo Jess book? I could go for that. Like that, that'd be like a nice yeah. prize. Yeah, but almost she is supposed to be showing up in in Odyssey, but who knows now? Like, well, I mean, just because she's in Odyssey doesn't mean she can't have a solo book. I mean, it's not like other characters. No, but don't I'm just have, saying, like, yeah. it seems like they want to keep getting it. your fix somewhere at least. At yeah, least, yeah. It seems like they want to keep them separate and not overlapping too much, because you feel like that's why Green Lanterns was Simon and Jess. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and I feel like you're more likely to get a, a Baz book because Jess is somewhere, right? She is mm-hmm. consistently going to be on Odyssey. Don't get me wrong. I, Simon is anywhere, right? I do think the most con- the most likely thing is just a team book. That's all of them. But I don't know. Maybe they'll do something different and they'll be like, hey, here's a couple of yeah. solo books or here's a, a team book and a solo book or whatever. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. By the way, I just uh, just did some checking on the side. Oh yeah, uh, Matt gave the last issue uh, the last issue a seven point five, which I think is is liking something perfectly well. If you give yeah, it that's pretty 5. solid. All right, I said sixes and sevens, right? Is that a cover? The f- the first one was higher than that, though. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure seven point five was the lower of the two. Might have been. Might have been. <laughs> well, then then if we're going down with each one, then I <laughs> well, like yeah, no. Like, that's not a good sign. I'm not disputing. No. Hey, we're not disputing your, your your enjoyment or lack thereof of this issue. It was just the the uh, the retconning of the previous scores was what we were debating. Yeah, yeah. You said you've not been enjoying it, where you, you seem to have been enjoying it up till this week. Yes, um, but hey. Uh, so so Red Lantern's not not that I'm changing subject to get out of that because I don't care. Think whatever you want. But it looks like it got up to Red Lantern's forty. Okay. So. So DCU, because that was a year yeah. that DCU lasted, yeah. Yeah, because uh, the paperback was released in 2015. Uh, and then Supergirl, looks like she started showing up around, where's that at? Like 20-something? That early? Yeah, hmm. that's what it looks like. Oh, fair enough. Because Supergirl looks like she showed up, it, it's part of the, the Volume 5, which came out in 2014. So, but yeah, anyways... Uh, I'll just I'll be happy when this arc's over and we see where we're going. Just... Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, no, I'm digging it well enough. It's, it's, you know, it's not like the most exciting thing I'm reading this week, but it's like it's a solid enough thing, you know plot going on. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it personally. Yeah. Um, I'm quite happy for it to to keep going. Uh, for Jurgens to take over whatever the the relaunch book is. Yeah, I, I'm hoping Jurgens is on the book. Uh, whatever it is after this. Yeah, uh, assuming we're getting. I just one. like Jurgens having a job at DC. I just, I really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. That said, though, now Tomasi's written a better Death of Superman than he has, so you know, worth worth mentioning. That is true. So you know. All right. So now I'm looking up New Guardians. Yeah. And it looks like they got to forty as well. Yeah, Core got to forty too. So, so they, they, they all stopped at the same time. DCU and then yeah. and then just Green Lantern went on an extra year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. so. Anyway. Four out of the five years. That's uh, that's most. I mean, that's a lot. I, I I guess what I was meaning, though, is just that it's, it felt like it had been a while since we'd had four of them. Because, like, you know, by this point, it has been a while. Because about a year was just... Yeah. Yeah, about a year was just one. tell you, one of my favorite books was Emerald Warriors, which was Tomasi's guidebook. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that lasted, you know, I feel like it was like 12 issues. It was almost yeah, some of that. Yeah, it, it wasn't loads. It's because the New no. 52 ended. It probably would have been longer if it... Yep. If that hadn't yeah. happened, uh, but that so goes the story of so many good things that were right before the new Fifty Two, Brian Q. Miller's Batgirl series being the first among them. Oh dear! Actually, speaking of things just before the new Fifty Two, uh, Scott Snyder revealed uh, the, the start of his like overview for the Batman Who Laughs that he sent to Jock this mm-hmm. week on Twitter, and it just said that the point of this series is to, is to capture the darkness of Black Mirror and and what we did with that story. And I was like, oh, okay, all right, you got my so attention. The first, yeah. So the first part of that, it said to capture the darkness of Black Mirror. I instantly thought the TV show, and went, <laughs> oh, 
Look at Snyder. And then I was like, oh no, that was the first arc. That was the jock and Snyder yeah. arc of yeah. That makes sense still. Either way. Either way I'm down. Yeah. Uh, I think a black black mirror rereads in, in order. It's been a while. So I think the the Frankie Villa stuff in that book is so underrated. So let's move on then to Nightwing number 47, Benjamin Percy uh, writing in Christopher Mooneyham on the art. And this, I, I'd, I'd forgotten how good Dick's visor was that he had last issue. Oh, Christ uh, because I did not, because it's not. It's, it's great. Atrocious. It's great. I have backup as well. I've had support on this subject uh, since you last issue. I have. I have. I, I've, I've, got, I've got legions. People also like Guy Gardner, and you don't ever hear me going like, oh, people like Gardner, so it's fine. Yeah, but you two, I just, I, you I just two pick t- my thing and, and defend it. Well, all I'm saying is, Peter, between this and the crab mask for Kyle, it's clear you have no taste in masks, and that's fine. We just never trust your opinion on 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 mask design. Or you again. two don't have taste in masks. There we go. We've solved it, right? That's that's it. We've we've, we've sussed the situation, and we can move on with our lives. Now there were some great panels in this one. though, how many visor on? Uh, there was one in particular that looked really shiny, and I was like, yeah, this is proper cyberpunk. I was way into it. Anyway, so he's uh he's he's fighting the 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 the, the Westworld uh, hosts. You know the the plain white ones that haven't got bodies yet. Yep. Um and. We have Willems in the crowd, the, the, the Russian sisterhood are trying to kill him, and he fights back. Batgirl does a Superman thing where she's ripping open the clothes and she's like, yeah, I'm Batgirl now. Uh, I don't think it was interesting that she kind of shouts, hey, sisterhood, before she's finished changing. Like, I just yeah. sort of took that as a weird time thing where, okay, it just makes sense, even though reading it in the panels feels weird that she says that as she's yeah. still mid-changing. Uh, but yeah, so 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 they they end up fighting. Uh, oh, she ends up convincing her actually. She's like, "Hey, now if you if you get a virus in your computer, the best thing you can do is just to unplug it. Just to shut um, it down right yeah, now." Yeah, I, l- I love that. Yeah, you unplug it from the wall. That yeah, because anything you try to do is just going to let, let the virus spread. So just unplug it. And the sisterhood lady, because the, the whole thing is coming from the 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 thing in her arm or in her hand, the, the transpond mm-hmm. or whatever. And she she blows her hand off with a shotgun. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm into this. Yeah, that was pretty metal. Yeah, I'm into it. She's a badass. I need more of her. I need more of her kicking around. Uh, so, of course, Nightwing and Batgirl chase down the dude, chase down Willem, and he's all, ah, something, something, you know, told me to do this. Someone, some, something manipulated me, this digital entity. So, so the actual big bad behind this is kind of still a mystery. Uh, I don't know who that is quite yet. I'm not gonna lie, left me a little frustrated because the opening mm. of this uh, issue, you know, in the title's credit, says finale. finale, and I was like, oh, okay, good, we can move on to something else. And then I got to the end, and I'm like, well, it's not really, is it? I-, I guess it's one of these things where it's like, you know, two or three shorter, like, sub arcs that make one big overall yeah. arc. Yeah. I was, ho- I was hoping we were moving on. I'm, I'm kind of not feeling this at the minute. Um,. I'm having, I'm having oh. a blast with this Nightwing, Nightwing uh, arc so far, to be honest. I, I, I mean, I've been digging it the most right. out of this, for sure, but um, no, I, I'm fine I'm, with this. I'm curious to see where it goes. Also, I forgot Willem's last name was Cloak. Mm. So, that was like, that should have been a dead giveaway from the start. Uh, but yeah, his, yeah. his origin was a little bit um, interesting. So, are they saying he was hit by a train? And that's why he's all jacked up? Hey, if if that's what he is after get hit by a train, he's doing quite well. Most people just get splatted. That that's what I was gonna say. I was like, there, are there nanos holding him together, or what? Because he should have been in like a pile. Yeah, he should have been cleaned up with a sponge after been yeah, hit by a train. So, 
but then again, it is Percy, and pul- Percy gets super pulpy. Yeah, I wonder. Stuff like this. I wonder if and this felt very exploitation. Oh sure. Movie. I wonder if he like researched like people who have survived getting hit by the train to see like how bad they were banged up. Like you know, maybe he's done a bit more research than this because yeah. I think we assume you just go splat because I think most people do, but maybe there is actual yeah. survivors who are. So it depends how quickly the train's going. True. Yeah. If it was slowing down at the station. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but no, there's actually there's but those a panel. Boys basically try to commit murder. So you know him, <laughs> him showing up and taking guys out. I'm a little less upset about. Yeah. you know it's revenge I'm just I'm laughing because one of the panels are like with Nightwing with the visor it's a close up of his face and he's actually holding his hand up at it it's like, almost like he's Cyclops the way he's got his fingers up yeah. it's like he's about to do the Cyclops blast um, but yeah I like how shiny it is in that panel you're the worst I'm the best I think you'll find anyway so no I had fun with this um, I had fun uh, apparently whoever's behind this they wanted Nightwing because he's connected to so many superheroes. He's like, you know, because the idea that this dark web will spread out and take control of more things. Nightwing is connected to the Titans, the Teen Titans, the Justice League, Batman. You know, he's, he's kind of like what we always say is the heart and soul of the DCU. This is kind of what, what the, the villain's thinking here is that he's connected to so many bad guys or so, so many heroes that that's like a big, big exploit. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, the art's very pulpy again. Um, it's, hitting, it's a little bit hit or miss. Sometimes it's a little bit too GRGR for my liking. Yeah. Um, sometimes it, it works for what it's doing and has kind of the fun vibe. Um, I think of... it's 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 really the the mouths and lips that suffer most for me. Yeah. Um, the page where Batgirl sets off the EMP, like her face in that page looks pretty rough most of the time. Yeah. 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 So yeah, you know, so, so it's rough, rough things. I like that he tells Batgirl to stay behind, but she shows up and ends up saving them anyway. She's the one who pulls them back after they almost get hit with the train. Um, you think by now Dick would have learned to just trust her and be like, yeah, these babs Especially when technology's involved, because he doesn't like it. Yeah. And there's this person that that's her passion, you feel it, right? Like... Oh, yeah. She runs a tech company, so... Yeah. Uh, actually, I liked at one point, so, uh, he says something like, you're about to hack-splain something to me, aren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. So the, the, there was a, a weird moment for me where he was like, "You know, tell tell me you're not a hologram." It's like, "Well, I'm not a hologram." It's like, "Well, that'll do." I'm like, <laughs> why even bother? Like, oh, that's fine. That's a funny little exchange. That's fine. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Yeah, that was pretty great. That's just a quirky oh, little okay. quip. Where he's like, "Oh, tell me you're not a hologram. I'm not a hologram. Oh, that's good enough for me." I, I can see that play. I can see that in like a, a movie or something. It's a, a nice little quippy moment I think, yeah. I, I think it got too too specific it's like oh we don't have time to exchange security questions about first pets and favourite foods so that's good <laughs> enough for me it's 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 too overdone I mean that's fair if that's how you feel that's fair but uh, I don't know. I, yeah. I, it made me smile I'm okay with it so the, 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 the issue ends with uh, Willem being sucked into the phone by the the, 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 the digital villain that we've got going um, yeah. so it's a cool enough effect like the hand coming out the phone Full as he's been dragged on. in yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like the the reverse of the ring, you know, like you know, when she's coming out of TV, with the yeah. hands just sort of like sticking out as he's been pulled in. Um, it's it's almost like a really weird cyberpunk version of the end of Terminator Two, with you know, you know, getting out of the lava. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's a, a mobile phone. Uh, oh man. Yeah, I, I'm digging how pulpy this is, and I I for the you know, sure, Dick's technophobe stuff is a bit out of nowhere, but other than that, like his voice for Dick, I'm kind of digging, and I like that he's working with Babs a lot, so. Uh, yeah. I'm into it. I'm into it. So, um, mm-hmm. what would you, would you want to rate it, Connor? 
Uh, I'll give it like a, a six. It's it's okay. Just I'm not, I'm not feeling it as much. Well, Matt. Yeah, this was an improvement from the last couple issues. Um, weirdly being because it's a finale, like Connor's pointing out, but still. Uh, so I'll give this one a uh, seven point five. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with a straight eight. A solid eight for me. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm having a blast with this. So we'll move on then to Green Arrow number 43 and this is the Bensons, Julian Shauna Benson writing with Javier Fernandez on the art. This is the start of their run. We got like a tease of their run with the annual a couple of months ago but we're finally getting their first proper issue. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like Roy's a regular supporting cast member. Uh, Oliver's moving in with Black Canary. Uh, her, him and Dinah are actually got a house together uh, and yeah. she's, she's uh, remodeling with a stream which I thought was a nice touch. Um, I love that. Yeah. That was great. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm curious actually what everyone thought of this because it's obviously the new run on Green Arrow we've had a couple of fill-ins for the last few months and I'm wondering where we yeah. stand now so Matt what are you feeling so it's a little weird I'm going to give it a couple issues before I really decide but the Bensons have a handle on Ollie it seems yeah I just I'm not sure I like which where the story's going from, from this first issue it's very I felt like I've read this in Green Arrow before you know, but they they could end up pulling it off, you know, pretty easy for all I know. But yeah, I'm, I'm a bit hesitant right now. Okay, Carl. Yeah, I'm, I'm mixed. There's, there's things I like and other stuff not not so much. Um, I feel like the the issue didn't have much of a flow to it. Uh, like yeah. it, it kind of just seemed to do a, a lot of stuff and then oh oh okay now we're at the end do you know i actually kind of agree with that that was kind of my main thing is that i felt like it felt like a long read even though it shouldn't have felt like a long read um, yeah yeah but i do like I, I like almost everything it's actually doing though like when i actually look at each individual thing it's setting mm-hmm. up and like you know oliver and Dana uh, living together and uh, the, the, the story beat that that oliver wants to try and trust roy more so he wants to tell him about the box for that mm-hmm. martian manhunter gave him I, like i like that beat and i like the what the villain does like the fact that they get to the because the villain like is this uh, social justice warrior who's like oh that's this corrupt guy who's trying to like demolish people's houses so he can build expensive houses a one percenter and he he, broad, he kidnaps him broadcasts him on the internet like people you you can vote shall I, shall I execute him so obviously Green Arrow and Black Canary go and try and find him but they get there too late and we just see his decapitated head on the floor it's like so, I was like oh man this is this is like darker than I was expecting and yeah. I, I was kind of into that and even just the moral quandary that the city kind of voted for this like there's a lot of people who have become like I, I like that moral thing that's bringing up for Oliver mm-hmm. I kind of dig that um, yeah so, I, I like I like when he has to be like because we all know him he's the super liberal guy yeah. right and he's like yeah. Robin Hood but when someone comes out that's like you don't go far enough like that that's something that I've read before and usually it tends to work out um, but here it feels like, like with Roy being involved and stuff, like it seems a little bit different, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, I feel like that—that's Roy's thing too. Is Roy's like, yeah, sometimes you don't go far enough, Ollie. It's a pretty. So I wonder if that's why he's here. It's a pretty typical superhero trope, right? Because I mean, Manchester Black for mm-hmm. Superman, Batman with a yeah. number of villains, Red Hood, of course, the main being one of the main ones. Like you know, like it's, a, it's a something that a lot of the superheroes go through at some point. Is this kind of beat where the the, the story is mm-hmm. a villain who thinks they don't do enough, they don't go far enough, and then they have to sort of yeah. like stand their ground with their ideology and kind of like show that no, 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 our way is the best way. We have to like fight through this. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. if it's done well, it's usually pretty good. Um, so no, I mean I'm intrigued to see where it goes. I I think like I say, mm-hmm. I liked all the individual scenes pretty well. Um, you know, I liked them um, at, at the office and like. 
you know, the the Manhunter jab from from Kate, uh, you know, yeah. got a chuckle out of me. I I liked the the very obvious Archer reference with uh, the character Pam. It's it's clearly Pam from Archer. The, the, mm. the way she oh, talks. Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Even even her run about the the, the like oh talking about the she eats, she eats all the bear claws. I'm like, yeah, uh. that's Pam. Um. I'm surprised you didn't mention the multiple Star Wars references in Green Lanterns, actually, now you're bringing up references to things. Yeah, I know, but I figured, eh, everyone gets those. People might not get this one. Yeah, you're right, I didn't get this one. Uh, didn't even didn't even occur to me. But, no, I'm, I'm digging Kate being a, a continuing supporting player in the book. I like that uh, the Bensons have kept on a character that was set up in, in the last run and keeping her around like this. It's a nice yeah, too, too often yeah. everything from previous runs is just thrown out and disregarded right yeah and of course emmy's yeah. not around emmy's away with teen titans but we've brought in roy and obviously all uh, dinah's sticking around so it still feels like it's following on quite well uh from where things are i would gladly trade anything to have emmy in a good book oh sure yeah don't I, swap emmy for roy as would i by the way the only time i got actively angry at this book is when he had to mention jason todd and i'm like dud shut up roy shut up i don't want to hear about jason todd yeah but i feel like even with roy he that's his embarrassing friend like yeah we're friends but like I don't bring him around my other friends, you know. See, I don't so. know. He sounds quite proud of it. He's like, "Well, Red Hood said this," and I'm glad that Oliver responded with, "Hey, Red Hood's not exactly stable. That's not a good endorsement shot." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you know, I appreciate he's that. A flipping redesign, and I'm worried that he's gonna have a bigger role coming up. Uh, like, I don't like that. You know, don't yeah. you dare! Don't threaten us like that. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say I liked the book overall. Like I say, I have the the one criticism of it. It felt oddly longer than it it, it was, but I do like everything that's individually setting up for all the various plot threads. So, I I do accept the last page. I really don't. I thought, oh, this again. Oliver Queen's the target. I feel <laughs> yeah, like but that's always no, no. But specifically this here, I feel like this is this is something that we always do with Green Arrow. I'm like, do something different. Um. I'm not too fussed about it I because. Better get... Oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, I, I feel like that this will just be like a one or two issue thing where he's the next target, and they're going to try and use that to catch him. They'll be like, okay, this is great. I'm the target, so now we can lure him in and try and catch. And it won't go very well for whatever reason, and then we'll I, go from there. I want Justice Green Arrow saving Ollie from this guy as part of the trap. That's. I'll take that it. That'd be great. I'll take it. Yeah. Um. I have no complaints about that. So, no, I, I think it, I think it was overall pretty good, even though it, it was maybe just a little bit overwritten in places. I guess is, is maybe what yeah. we're saying. But that's the Bensons, though, isn't it? Like that was my thing on on Birds of Prey. Was it was always? Yeah. I think it's gotten a little bit better though. It feels it feels a bit more yeah. uh, toned down here. I think so. It yeah. could be they're finding their comic writing feet, you know, the voice, yeah. if you will, because um, obviously the TV writers first. So maybe they're. They're adjusting as time goes on, uh, but I'll, I'm down to read more. I'll I'll read the next issue. I mean, I, I yeah, and obviously week one's not we even do. that busy, so like I'll re- I'll keep reading Green Arrow. That, that's that that gives it some leeway. I'm not gonna lie, but mm-hmm. um, no, I'm into everything it's doing. It's just the issue as a whole felt like oh, this this feels like it's, it's going on a bit long, but I like everything that's in it. It's 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 one of these things where when I stop and think about it afterwards, I like a lot of the ideas and things it's doing. But when I'm reading it, I'm not sure I enjoyed reading it that much. If that makes sense. Hmm. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that yeah. harsh with it. I, I don't think I felt that. No, as no, I was no it, but... that, that was a little harsh. Yeah. it's not like oh, it was. It's not like I went. Oh, this is a chore to read. 
But I wasn't going, oh, I'm really into this as I'm reading. It's only after when I stop and think about the things it's doing that I go, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I think the weakest part was maybe the opening. I think once it got to, like, you know, Oliver coming home and Dana's, like, demolishing walls and this it's the the casual we're now living together banter and stuff. That's when it really started to turn around. And then she was annoyed that they were having lunch with Roy and and so on. Um, Like, all that stuff was was, was working for me. So, no, no, I'm sticking with it. What's Oliver's deal with Chili? He likes chili, apparently. He likes. He makes well, he makes good chili. Roy, yeah, and Roy is very upset that he doesn't approve of this. That he considers the best chili. Oh, I yeah. thought that was pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Was it? He says he says it's just red water. Some yeah. Of that. He, 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 he really diminishes. He's like, yeah, this is just red oh, water. I'm not. That I'm not seems sorry. Maybe want to make my own chili. Really weird. Oh, go on. The 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 sanctuary reference. Oh, that's right, yeah. So Oliver doesn't know about Sanctuary? I thought that we, everything we've been told is like, oh, it's, it's actually an open secret. They all know about it. But no, I mean, the, no, the, no, the original thing very clearly said that only Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman know about it. No, no, no. I thought it was only, only they know, like, it's, uh, you know, um, the, the, the people, all the people who visit it. there. Yeah. But the, the actual existence of it was an open secret that everyone in the community knew about, was what we were told. I mean, maybe that just means the actual justice. I mean, Oliver's not actually on the Justice League, though. So, oh, but Catwoman knew about it. Uh, like, I from Roy, Batman. He's been this. He knows about it, but I don't know. It felt like a lot of people just know about it. This isn't, this isn't that weird to me. I feel. Like that, I mean, all this is to me t- saying to me is that Oliver didn't know. I don't have a problem with Oliver not knowing before this. No, no, I, I, I don't. I wouldn't have done if they. If, but I was gonna say it's just based on the one that we had before, where they were like, you oh, know, no, everyone kind of knows about it. They just, you know, we don't, they don't talk about it. So this, it just, it stuck out to me. I don't know. I mean, it's just it's like stuff they say in like press releases and stuff. It's like, yeah, it's kind of like don't take it necessarily a hundred percent all the time. You know, I asked a question. I don't know. I don't know. It never even occurred to me. Uh, it was a neat little reference, though. Obviously, they're, they're, I like that they're kind of like setting it up in multiple books. Pe- more and more people are mentioning it across the board, so it feels like we're kind of naturally just seeing the the sanctuary and heroes in crisis before we get there. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, uh, I like that though because it's making it feel like it's a proper crisis. Yes, yes. It feels it's, it feels that like a lot of different characters from a lot of different corners are starting to mention it, and because of that, it's um. It just feels a bit more real, I guess. Yeah. So uh, we should rate it then. Uh, Connor, what are you rating Green Arrow? Uh, give it a six. Matt? I liked it way more than that. 7.5. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with that. 7.5. Just to annoy Matt that we're giving the same score again. I know. I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Matt, what's your score? Just silence for five minutes. Like, I'm going to move... Pete, what's your score? <laughs> I'm the host, Matt. I asked you first. Um, so we'll move on, though. We'll move on to Deathstroke 34, which is uh, Christopher Priest writing and Carla Pugilane on the art. Um, I never read the last issue because I ran out of time, and I never went back and read it afterwards. So I, I have not read this issue either. Uh, I've, I've basically dropped Deathstroke um, uh, just kind of through. I wish not wanting to. I wish it. I could be in your shoes, but I have to. I have to complete it to the end of this run. To the end of this this arc, that's, and then that's I think fair. I'm done. Yep. Um, I, I, I enjoyed this issue more than I have the last couple. I thought Me it, too. It, it felt a lot more focused. It had a uh, direction. So what this is is essentially Slade comes to Wayne Manor, mm-hmm. and he doesn't know that Bruce is Batman, but he knows that the 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 Batcave is below the manor because of you know he's he's done some detective work and he's figured it out. Yeah, and and. 
Normally, I'd have issues with this, but you have to remember that the Deathstroke procedure also enhances his intelligence. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and, and of course, you know, we, we know publicly there's a link between Bruce Wayne and Batman. That's, you know, a, a, right. everyone knows that. So, yeah, it's not a, a million miles to leap to that. So he shows up and he's there and he's got the gun to his head and, and Bruce yep. is telling the kids to get out. And, oh. and Deathstroke takes him down into the Batcave to have a have a bit of a tussle. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Uh, and, and so this takes place just after Tim had died because yes. we get we get some uh, we get an editor's uh, caption. Oh yeah, that, that, this is that, all going yeah. on. I was like, what are you talking about, Tim dying? I was like, oh right, okay, I, I know what you mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, they found like a, a photo of of all the Robins that Tim had in yeah. his possessions. That video that we've been seeing the last couple mm-hmm. of issues ah, okay. uh, on that phone that was left in his belongings. That it wasn't meant to be seen. Uh, it was it was something they yep. found when he died. And so now this is questioning what Robin actually means to Batman. And that's where Deathstroke's just like, well, I started to piece it together that Robin is is Batman's son because of the way that he's going on about it. Yeah. And he's starting to piece together other things. And, of course, Batman can't have that, you know, because he can't have this this guy ruining his whole thing. So he, he's decided that, you know, he's going to put it into Deathstroke in this whole charade. Yeah. And, and that's basically the issue. We get some fun stuff with Joey and his mom yep. and he's he's completely not okay with all of this going on so um like he he kind of scolds her for trying to ruin the wayne's life so and she's just like yeah don't don't worry about it we also get a flashback to what you know created joey with his yeah. in the throat slit and how adeline's always held him responsible for all of this yeah so uh, th- there's know. a nice little uh, manner. I-, I assume it's Adeline who set this up. Is uh, she sent the the FBI after Bruce Wayne? Yep. Uh, to do with the you know the phone chip stuff from the from mm-hmm. a few issues ago, and they show up while uh, while Slade and Bruce are walking down to the Batcave, and yep. you- you've got Alfred and Wintergreen outside being like, oh you know they'll talk it out, it'll be fine, and then and then the mm-hmm. FBI show up and Alfred's like, is is this your guys? Are, are you right. doing this? And Wintergreen's like, of course not. Why why would I do this? Um, and, and nothing much comes from that this issue yet, though. That's going to be uh, no. my next issue because we actually get uh, the back half issue is mostly the fight down in the cave. Um, yep, they're, they're stood face to face. It's it's just after Slade says he knows that Robin is is Batman's son, and then right. the lights put out, and they're both suddenly in costume, old costumes. Deathstroke's in his old one because because um, Bruce exploited the icon suit. Right, and Bruce has just grabbed the nearest one off one of the stands that's mm-hmm. uh, you know on display down there. Bruce gets stressed very fast. I'll he say that. Does doesn't he? But so does Slade. Yep. To be fair, right? Uh, and then and Bruce, <laughs> yeah. But with Slade though, he could have been wearing that underneath the trench coat. He, he could. He could. That's, right. That's but anyways, <laughs> Bruce attacks him with bats, with <laughs> from the bat cave, which I thought was fun. Yeah. Um, and he just he kind of does overwhelm Deathstroke, uh, to the point where he's on top of him and has the upper hand. And then Slade's just like, you didn't even feel that. And the last page is uh, Bruce has a has a, a dagger in his gut, and Slade's next to him. Yeah, uh, they're, bo- they're both but, down. The FBI are coming in. Yep. But the best part of this is is next. It says the Defiant Ones, and Maury reads the results. So 
we'll, we'll get the the full explanation. But I think after that, I think I'm done with Deathstroke. I just this yeah, arc. If if this arc was one that you know when it was double shipping, I feel like we could have got through it and it would have been fine. Mm. But the way that Priest tells stories, it deserves to be double shipping because he throws so much information out there. And I forgot like what's going on with Rose. Like we've been oh, away from fair. that yeah. for so long now since it started. I think when it you know, shifted to single shipping, I like the define stuff. That was interesting mm-hmm. and different. But once that kind of came to an end, it's, it's, it was starting to lose me basically from then. Um, which probably wasn't even yeah. that long ago in the grand scheme of things, but it feels like it was a while ago now. So, yeah. Um, I, I do really like this issue, though. It's got a clear focus. The The fight stuff at the end is is fantastically drawn. It's a lot of fun. It's really kinetic. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's really nice and uh, bright and colourful as well, actually, which... I feel it's something that you know between Destro and Batman. I I feel now it's 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 usually going to be dull and dark, right? And lots of shadows, right. but but no, it's it's all just the bright colors popping, and um, looks great. So I, I I have a lot of fun here. Yeah, no, that's fine. I just I'm getting just wore down with Deathstroke and of that's itself. Fair. I'm I'm kind so. of intrigued because I want to see what the the Arkham arcs like. You know, with 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 Slade being thrown in Arkham, that yeah. sounds really compelling. But I'm not sure what's between the two arcs that, yeah. that's maybe yeah. the concern. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if it was right after this arc, I'd, I'd just assume Batman wins, <laughs> and that's why that's why he's an Arkham. Yeah, but it's not. Is yeah. that's not starting until like October? Unless it's like a weird thing where it's like we flashback for a couple of issues before the October, and it's like, oh, this whole I mean, time. We could. This, yeah, this, I don't know. this book plays with timelines uh, enough. Just a mm-hmm. thought. I don't know. Uh, what are you rating it then? Go, Connor. I'll give it a seven point five. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, uh, I'll agree with that one. It's, I, no, it's Connor liked it more than me, so it's a seven. I'll go seven. We give him so much shit for his inconsistencies with the Green Lantern's rating. He's watching what you say. He's like, no, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about this. I don't want this to come back on me yep. next time. Yeah, I'm thinking nope. about it. Um, all right, so we'll move on then to the final book of the week, which is Adventures of the Super Sons, issue one. Peter J. Tomasi writing Carlo Barberi on the art. Uh, so Carr didn't finish the original Super Sons, so he didn't read this either. Uh, but me and Matt, I'm assuming, I assume Matt read it. Yeah. Oh, come on now. Yeah. It was the first thing I read this week. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. That, that, yeah, it came out of the gun. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, so this really does feel like he had another year of Super Sons in him, and because mm-hmm. of the Bendis stuff, that was kind of shaking the whole lineup. So they just changed this to a mini and said, "This is all set before Superman issue one. Just go with it." Yep. So here just we go are. with it, and and it's fine because yeah. it's more of of Damien being a jerk and correcting his teacher over over stuff that they got wrong. Yeah. Well, what and was John it? John trying to teach Damien. The teacher wanted a paragraph just basically to reiterate some information uh-huh. and Damien handed in a 12-page college-level thesis. Yep. That just cracked me up. So, but, uh, but fi- he was on history, right? Yeah, I think so. They're fighting a, a big Superman robot at the start. Basically, the, the Tinkerer is is uh, is controlling the Superman the statue. Puppet- the Puppeteer. The Puppeteer, that's what it was. I'm sorry, there's too many yeah. villains that are like Tinkers, Puppeteers, and Toymans and, yeah. and whatnot. Uh, yeah. But... Uh, Damien actually gets the controls and actually he, he punches Superboy a couple of times with a statue before he snaps it in half. He's like, oops! Oh, it's a daisy, I've punched him. Oh, I've stomped on him. Yeah. Oh, what's a shame. Oh, stomped on him too. And 
And John knows what's going on. He's yeah. done Damien enough. Yeah. So he's like, oh, thanks. Thanks, man. Like, I, uh, And they, they go back to their HQ. Yeah. It's been fixed since since the last one, which I, I thought, again, this is just Super Sons issue, whatever they would have yeah, been Yeah, that's just 17. You know? It will be. Um, yeah. But uh, that's good because it's enjoyable, and I'm digging that this one's setting up a yeah. lot of stuff. It's setting up that they're they're off school for summer, and the parents mm-hmm. are away doing different things, so they're kind of unsupervised. So we can basically have this twelve issue uh, run of Kid and Sunny. I thought the opening was kind of interesting. It was a very meta thing where Superboy was basically staring at the the, the reader, saying, "Yep, I'm back." Um, you know, because uh-huh. uh, he, he get nice. popcorn as uh, Damien was fighting <laughs> the robot. <laughs> And letting Damien fight the statue by himself. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but so we get into the crux of the issue that there's some uh, mysterious character that, that's coming from the dark side of the moon to Earth. Mm-hmm. And and it looks like there's multiple ones as we keep going back to them. Uh, and then, so they're the, our, the Super Sons are in their, their base and Damien's uh, admonishing John for drinking so much soda. And he's like, yeah, but you know what? Kryptonian genetics and mom, dad, don't let me drink it at home. So I'm going to drink as much as I can here. As he's carrying like six cases of it. Yeah. You know, which I thought that was that was pretty fun. But they, they get a call to the Mall of Metropolis, which I don't know if that's supposed to be like the Mall of America or whatever. And it looks like Shaggy Man's attacking. But he's smaller. He's, uh, a, he's like an adolescent. But he's small. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then... so they fight. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. I just so basically it's like okay, so he's he's not alone. There's other people there with them. That's that's it's an evil team, yeah. and what what we get is and it's kind of funny given what's going on in Justice League, but we get they call themselves the gang, but it's basically a childhood version of the Legion of Doom. Uh, we have a young yeah, bald kid. Um, we have a young Joker. We've got a little Brainiac. Uh, here's, here's the names. We have Ace Princess, which is Captain Cold, basically. Uh, we have Kid Deadshot. Right. Brainiac Six, uh, Joker Junior, um, and then he's uh, what was Rex it Rex Luther. Rex Luther? Yeah, and they're from another planet, and they basically worship the villains mm-hmm. of of Earth, which is why they all have kind of modeled themselves after them, and they've come here yep. to to take out the Super Sons, um, and he puts on this glove, this you know super glove that he, he starts. It's got gold kryptonite in it, and he starts punching the shit yep. out of uh out of Superboy. Uh, he claims that Gold Kryptonite will take away his powers indefinitely. So we'll see how true that is going to be. Yeah. But I, li- I like the idea, though, of a few issues of uh, John having no powers and how Damien like, treats yeah. him and how like how they deal with their relationship in that yeah. situation. I think that could be interesting. But no, I, I got a Definitely. kick out of this. As soon as like, they revealed this young Legion of Doom with like, the young bald kid as the, the Lex Luthor and stuff, I was like, oh, I'm into this. This is wacky and fun. I just want to know what led to a kid looking at Shaggy Man going like, yeah, he's my favorite. <laughs> you know? Like... Clearly he's unstable. So. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Also, how did he get... Yeah, I mean, definitely. The rest of them are essentially wearing costumes. How did he, like, mm-hmm. get the, the hair and the, the stuff? Maybe that's why he's a fan, because yeah. he was already hairy, and he thought, oh, I can relate to him. Yeah, could be. So, my only problem here is having to wait, because this issue went by so fast. Oh, it did, yeah. Like... And, and I got to the end, I was like, oh, there's no more. So, 
you know. Yeah, this was if a... they wanted up the page count on this, I'd pay a little bit more. Yeah, or more. This was a blast. It this feels nice to have back. I think you know Super Suns dipped here or there a little bit, but ultimately it was usually really fun. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this is all of its strengths just like coming back. It's them, the relationship. They've got their base back up and running. It feels like it's going to be them with their own arch nemesis here. Because it's because I think one of the things that suffered a little bit in the original book was that the Kid Amazo stuff got a little bit old as time went on. Yeah. Um, and that that kind of suffered a little bit because of it. But I feel like here this just hit the ground running, and it feels like we've not missed a beat. So. Nope. Thumb up. Felt felt right where we left off. Right, very good. And the art was solid. Uh, it was very, you know, very. Uh, it's very expressive. Very, you know, overly so because it's, it's meant to be kids and uh, colors are very bright and bold. So. Uh, well. No yeah, and you can tell where George Jimenez has left an impact on these characters because it looks like it's the Jimenez designs that they're yeah. drawing from. So, which feels good because uh, Jimenez was the main artist. Which remember when it was supposed to be the other guy, um, or was that on Teen Titans? I think that was that was Teen Titans. You were thinking of, I think. Okay, never mind then. So my point was going to be remember when we didn't have Jimenez, but I think Jimenez has always been on Super Sons. He was, Anyways, I think he no, was for a long they're, time. They're he, really he did leave eventually, and I think it was Barberry who yeah. joined up. But yeah, it took over. Um, yeah. But yeah, so even, even the fact that this is the same artist I think we had for the last few issues of Super Sons that's staying on is just kind of hey it's just more yep. super sons which is good so it does mean though that that weird omnibus thing they announced that was like meant to be the complete super sons is now not because there's another 12 issues that's going to yeah. be added onto it which will make it more of an omnibus because before it was only like 16 to 20 right. issues but so i'm the sure they'll have the second omnibus after yeah. this is all wrapped up second deluxe Hold yeah one. so that uh, was good so uh, what are you rating them at oh this is 8.5 thoroughly enjoyed it yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. 8.5. <laughs> I was tempted to go half a point lower, but you know what? No, I had, I had so much fun. I can't really say No, that. I'm not going to argue it. with Super Sons, though. Well, that does bring an end to the show. Or We have one last thing, of course, to do, which is to pick our favourites of the week. That is our favourite panel slash moment, our favourite artist of the week, our favourite cover of the week, and our top five books of the week. So that's what we're going to do. We start with best panel slash moment. Uh, Connor's been quiet because he didn't read Super Sons, so I'm going to go to him first. Hmm. Yep. Give me a second. I'm just trying to pick which Mr. Miracle moment I'm going with. <laughs> there's a there's a handful. Let's be honest. I, I get that. No, definitely. I'm not gonna argue with that. I, I am. I'm, I'm gonna go with with Barter at the end. Just going. Sounds good. I'll come too. Because that just summed up just that that whole thing for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I can see that. I think I. I think I'm going to go when she confronts him. When when he says, "Oh, we'll just get get give him up," you know, we oh, okay, we we turned it all right. It's like, no, we're not all right. The emotion of that page mm-hmm. and the, the 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 truth, the truth she was spouting in anger, finally letting this all come out when she's been holding it in mm-hmm. to try and make him feel better, um, really spoke to me. So yeah, that's my, that's my moment of the week, Matt. Yep. So so mine also comes from Mister Miracle, but it's the page where he goes into that orb that has all of the swords in it. Mm-hmm. And it's just static shot, and then you just, they all go in, you hear him go, God damn it. Like, I yeah. laughed so hard I did at too. that because it's, it feels like such a non sequitur, but you can kind of get the feeling like this is how he feels about his life. He, he can't even escape the basic things that he's supposed to be able to do now. Yeah. Exactly. He's the world's greatest escape artist, but he's still messing that up. Do you know what? The, so... the, the biggest laugh I got that we forgot to talk about was the, the mother box. It's like, oh, it says it'll be three minutes. Aren't those things supposed to be instant? 
Yeah, yeah. but you know, war the war is messing it up. But I loved how they were treating it like Uber or yeah. Lyft. Yeah, like exactly. oh, the boom tube will be here soon. Yeah, but, it was four minutes. Yeah, now like, it was it was going up. It was getting longer the wait. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. cracking me up. That cracked me up. Uh, the blue and gold and red and yellow and green. Like I just love that too. Uh, I this just turned into moments of Mr. Miracle again. This section. Uh, so best best cover of the week then, Matt. I'll go to you first. Oh, this one this one's tough. So I'm not a big fan of that that Mr. Miracle like of of the dark side. Mm-hmm. You not? No, because it's. I mean, it's nice, but it looks photo negative, and I know that's what they were going for. Um, yeah, it's because it's because it's anti life. It's 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 yeah, negative. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, oh, that's some stuff. I think I'm just gonna have to go with uh, it's either Batman or, or Legion of Doom. I have to decide which ones. Legion of Doom is really good. Oh, let's go Batman. Uh, I, I actually really. Like the, I like the Batman variant a lot, actually. Uh, I, that's the thing. I like I like both the Batman covers, and I really like both the Green Arrow covers as well. Like that that Malive one as well. Yeah, yeah. That is the regular. Yeah. Is gorgeous. Yeah, Green Arrow is really good. Green Arrow is really good. Um, I could be tempted to go for Green Arrow. You got the the, the Kerry Andrews one as well, right? For the for the variant. Yeah, that's real nice. It's a good week for covers. That's pretty good. Um. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's between the regular Green Arrow and the Batman variant for me, I think. Um, or maybe Legion of Doom, but I, I think I'll, I'll go more for... St- I'll, I'll say Batman variant. I, I like the moodiness of it and the, the bats and the... Uh, yeah, it's it, it nice. like the orange. The orange makes it all pop and it's Bruce versus Batman. Yeah. Like, I like that. Yeah. So. And it's funny because that, that, that Batman one, I think, is Carrie Andrews as well. Like, So, you know, that, yeah. that and the Green Arrow variant. But they're very different pieces. Very different. And I remember the first time I heard Kari Andrews' name, I wasn't sure how to pronounce it because he was doing uh, the Iron Fist, the Living Weapon. Yes. Mini. And yeah, so now he's like this cover artist for DC, just killing it. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, so did you pick Connor? No, but I'm I'm gonna go with the regular Batman one. I think just it's it's the colors on it that just uh, I, I just can't help it. Right. I kept trying to pick another one, but I my eye kept going back to that one. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, so moving on to best art of the week. Is anyone not going to see Garrods? Me, me. I, I might not. Oh, okay. All right. I'm born. A... That's that's yeah. Oh, okay, Matt. Matt sounded no, very I, I, so, so sure of himself. So Matt, go on. Yep. Oh, it's it's Lee Weeks for Batman, and it's it's really with Brett Weiser with the colors. And it's because mm-hmm. this one wasn't so much superhero antics. It gave it, they said it when we talked about it, it gave it that gritty noir, like, courtroom feel. Like, it, has, it hasn't, Batman hasn't felt like that in Rebirth. So, you know, it also made me want to read more Phillips and, and, uh, and Brubaker, yeah. which is never a bad thing. Yeah, well, so. I mean, no, Weeks is fantastic. I, I still have to go with Gerrards, I think, overall, but... Um... Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah. but we... we always know Jared's is going to bring it like we know it's going to look great this one was no exception I just thought the weeks really surprised me that's yeah, no, the, those, those are obviously the two I'm torn between because those are yeah. obviously the two standouts right yes I, I think I'm going to edge it and give it to, to, to weeks and Brightweiser for, for Batman I think it's just just something a little different that whereas yeah Mr. there's 10 this is 
Ex mm. Exactly on par of the the, yeah. le the, the high it's... quality I expect, but yep. I, I I'm used to it. I'm I'm like I'm I'm, I'm almost. But I'm almost if you wanted to take it away, if you wanted to take away from the art, you could it could be you know the kid art, too. Like, yeah, let's let's blame King. You know he he can just yeah. do that. Sure, sure, it's King's fault. Yeah. All right, top five books of the week then, um, Connor. So Mr. Miracle's number one. That's that's quite easy. Yep. Yep. Uh, number two's Batman. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Three, I'll go Green Lanterns. Four, Legion of Doom issue. Five. So just... Five? I'll... Deathstroke. All right, Matt, <laughs> top five. So, number one, Mr. Miracle. That's with a bullet. That's not even close. Two is Batman. Three is Justice League, Legion of Doom. Four is Super Sons, and five is Green Arrow. Cool. Uh, my number one is Mr. Miracle. Surprising no one. Batman is number two. Justice League is number three. Super Sons is number four. But I'm going to throw in Nightwing at number five. I, I figured that would have been... The Pete move. You also, slight revision on mine. I'm I'm bumping Deathstroke up a couple of places to three. Oh, jeez. I, I like that more than the others. Now I think about Fine. it. Well, someone's got to represent that damn Nightwing visor on this show, and it'll have to be me, damn it. So Nightwing at number number five. All the wrong reasons. <laughs> you can die on that hill alone. <laughs> yep. I don't know why, but you said all the wrong reasons, and all I could hear was like the the Blink One Eight Two song, all the small things, and as you were saying it. Yeah. All the wrong reasons <laughs> God, yeah. I don't know that song I mean, I, growing up Blink was one of my favourite bands so it's fine uh, I was never I, was, I mean I actually kind of appreciate a couple of the songs as I've gotten older but I didn't like them at all when I was younger I hated them as a teenager oh yeah it's funny the older I get the more nostalgic I get for it but then I can only listen in small bursts mm. like I can't it's not like something I can always have on uh, and, and younger me would be so upset with older me about that but they were always one that I can take a leaf if they're on. Yeah, cool. But yeah. I'd rarely go. Oh, I want to listen. I was to never that. into I never, punk I never, I never or, put it on. or pop punk as a teenager. So something about it just really irked me at the time. That's uh, my jam. Still uh, am. Fair bit of it. I don't know if you guys know this, but I got pulled on stage to sing with Newfound Glory. So. Uh, we heard. Matt, does it upset yeah. you that I yeah. couldn't name a Newfound Glory song? No, that's fine. They're very okay. niche. They're you know. Yeah. Yeah. I can name you a lot of bands like in I that genre, name... but I couldn't tell you any other songs. Yeah. Like Real Big Fish. So like I couldn't, oh. I couldn't name a, yeah, I couldn't name a, a Twin Peaks episode. So I guess it's even. <laughs> that's that's a bit weird though. Did you love? Yeah, but well, a lot you of people love Twin Peaks. Like I love Newfound Glory. Yeah, but a lot of people love saying. TV shows and still don't know the episode titles. That's not that weird. In fact, did Twin Peaks even have episode titles? Not really, no. It was just part one, part two, part three. Uh, That's what I thought. Even well, even the, the old... I know, obviously, the, the, okay, the, the, okay. the turn was that. But I the love Newfound Glory like, like Pete loves Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Let's go that way. Okay. Sure. sure. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go there. But, see, I can name certain Buffy episodes. So it didn't work. So... <laughs> yes. Welcome to the Hellmouth. The Harvest. Witch. Teacher's pet. We we don't need you to list as many episodes never, as you can. Never now, kill a boy on the yeah. first date. The pack. Angel. You're bad. I robot. I'm doing them in order, Matt. Shop. I robot. Eugene. 
The Puppet Show, <laughs> Nightmares, Out of Mind, Out of Sight, Prophecy Shut Girl, and that com- season's so good. Yeah, that completes season one. <laughs> this this, this right, is so right, sad. I made a mis- I've become Job. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> when she was bad, some assembly required school hard. Hey, I'll stop now. Hey, I'm stopping. I- hey. <laughs> Look, tell us what's next week, because I, I gotta go. I gotta go. I like, guess, guess I have a stack of comics next to my bed. That if it falls, it might take out one of my dogs. That, so I need oh, to get that's back under yeah. control. So, yeah. um, so I'll read what I've got here. Um, a couple of things could have changed because so much has moved around, uh, relatively speaking, recently. So we'll see how much of this is still accurate compared to you know what, what it originally was. Uh, so coming next week then is Detective Comics nine eight six, Superman issue two, Wonder Woman fifty two. The Flash 52, Hal Jordan, The Green Lantern Core issue 50, Supergirl 21, Titans 24, Catwoman number 2, Suicide Squad number 45, which we will be covering because it ties into Aquaman this month, Hawkman, Atlantis. Hawkman number 3, Sideways number 7, and Plastic Man number 3. Yeah, nailed it. Cool, that's a lot of books. Also out next week, although we will not be covering, Immortal Men number 5, and of course Connor will eventually be doing Red Hood and the Outlaws number 25, thanks to Connor's Corner uh, for, for, for Patreon. Uh, but yes, but that's out next week. So that's next week's uh, onslaught. Also, also the big thing next week that we'll probably be covering the week after is Sandman Universe. That is true, yes. Uh, we made the choice before this because there's so many books next week that we'll do issue 1 of Sandman Universe uh, on week 3 because there's less books that week, so... So we'll, we'll talk Week about Week two is so packed, but I'm so excited for a lot of them. As am I. Um, obviously, like, Wonder Woman's kind of like, oh, I'll read that, because the last issue was pretty decent. Um, but I, I I went back and checked out the last issue. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you're okay, I, yeah. I don't know if I'll get around to this issue in time this week. Depends on my work schedule. Because, yeah, there's so many but... books, yeah. But that was pretty good, right? It was, it was a lot better issue. Oh, man. I'm going to have to that Supergirl variant. It's got... <laughs> it's Amanda Connor, Supergirl, but... Crypto's there. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That is a nice variant. Uh-huh. Um, I also, I said I was going to read Hawkman number three. Admittedly, seeing the number of books out next week, I mean, that oh, might dear. that might fall through. That's fine. Me, me and Connor, uh, I, I'll, I'll take the same guess with Plastic Man. If I have time, I'll get to it. Yeah. If not, I'm I not am rushing. shockingly excited for Hawkman number three. Like, I don't like... Oh, I, three months ago, you said you're going to be excited for Hawkman number three by Venditti and Here's Hitch. the thing. I'd be like, piss off. Yeah, you didn't. You I'm didn't still saying add piss off. Invasion Dinosaur Island. Yeah. No, he's saying it in a in a in a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, hypothetical way, right? Not hypothetical. What's what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, oh, hypothetical yeah. question. I yeah. Rhetorical. I'm not just that, guys. Rhetorical. There we go. I can't talk, guys. <laughs> that was All a rhetorical right. question. Anyways, Hawkman, Dinosaur Island. What's not to love? Vendetti and, and Hitch, that's what's not to love. Uh, so, <laughs> uh. so that's what's coming next week, um, comics-wise. Of course, it's always worth at the end of the show to do a little bit of plugging and to sort of beg you, beg you for your support and your monies. Uh, if you go over to patreon.com slash TV, you can support the show and get some bonuses. In fact, me and Connor just recorded the monthly episode for July, which is slightly late, admittedly, but uh, we just recorded that last night, so that's going up uh, later today, actually. Uh, it'll probably be up a few hours after the, the regular episode goes up, so you can look forward to that. Uh, but that was Justice League The Nail that we did by Alan Davis, so we had an interesting conversation about that. Um, but it was about 90 minutes long, or close to, so it's a pretty meaty episode. Yeah. Uh, 
so you can check and, it out. And this month you get to vote on, on what we'll do towards the end of this month, because it's is, a fifth week. Yeah, and fifth weeks we'll let our patrons vote what we do for the monthly episode, which is exclusive to the $5 tier on Patreon. Or, or above, obviously, if you're paying more than that, you still get it. Um, but the, the vote, yes, for patrons this month will be Green Lantern Kyle Rayner Volume 1, uh, Sandman Volume 1, that's topical, um, Supergirl by Peter David Volume 1, and JLA by Grant Morrison Volume One, so it's a Volume One vote, so you can vote on those. Uh, That's good. That vote will be going, cool, up Matt, going early next week. You can expect that. Uh, so, so that's that's on the patrons. Um, but yeah, so obviously that helps us out. And if you if you if you can't do that, don't feel too bad. Of course, you can like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Give us uh, you know reviews on iTunes or whatever else. Uh, you can't. Here's a simple thing: if you watch us on YouTube and you want to support us, um, just let the ads play. Turn off ad block and let the ad play. That, that does help yeah. that, that genuinely does help it does. so uh, you can do that um, you know let the ad finish admittedly I know sometimes YouTube will throw you like a ridiculous five minute long ad I don't blame you for not letting that play all the way through but if it's like a 30 second ad let it play let it finish yeah <laughs> so. uh, because, because of those ads uh, I watch a lot of travel YouTube and I've seen the same one for this train to the Grand Canyon I never wanted to go on it but I've seen it so many times <laughs> I'm I'm gonna do it eventually, and it's probably right. I've waited yeah. through to watch ads. Yeah. So no, no doubt. Oh, I always laugh. So we, we we actually had a conversation on YouTube ads on on one of the news shows, didn't we? Uh, yeah, we did. Yes. Yes. Uh, in fact, here's here's the one that always makes me laugh though is when I go to watch a trailer and the ad I get before the trailer is the trailer that I was about to watch. That always cracks me up. Yeah, and that's it, weird. It, it's annoying because you have to watch the first five seconds, skip, and then watch the first five seconds again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's annoying but hey you know these little things you do I'm not saying pay attention to the ad just let it play <laughs> get a snack first yeah. world problems right yeah your first world absolutely um, but yeah so obviously all the support means means a lot uh, we're, we're, you know, we're, we're doing better now numbers wise in terms of our audience than we ever have so thanks to all of, all of our viewers and audience um, I, I got really thanks. sentimental at the end of the monthly episode last night and I felt like the, the, all the, all the non-patrons should get some of this love too because we are, we are doing well. It feels like there's a community building, and we love you loads. So we thank you, thank you much. Um, we will be wanting questions for week three and week five because it's a fairly light week five this month as well. Uh, so you can comment on the YouTube. I'll, I'll be putting questions out on the Twitter, the main Twitter at DC Comics Podcast, since we've not mentioned it yet. Um, just before those episodes go out on those weeks, or before we record on those weeks more specifically. Um, so you can you can give us some questions then. Um, and that's cool. But yeah, so thank you very much. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Um, we love you loads. Um, obviously, check out the Twitter at DC Comics Podcast cast as i said um is there anything else to plug or promote um, i will mention actually that me and connor reviewed death of superman the new animated movie last week um it was on the audio feed as well for everyone who listens to this podcast uh, but of course it's on youtube as well and also on the mail plus movies feed um worth checking that movie out if, you, if you've been feeling kind of disillusioned with the animated movies being kind of just mediocre for a while this one breaks that trend uh, it's really yeah, good I'll- as I said, it's it's the best one since the Dark Knight Returns. Yes, uh, Peter J. Tomasi wrote it, and it is a better Death of Superman than the comic. I think, honestly. Yeah. So, and easily better than Batman v Superman's uh, adaptation of it, <laughs> and Superman Doomsday. <laughs> not, not much competition. The other that. animated movie they did way back like ten years ago. Um, so yeah, Matt, you should watch. Matt, you'll love it. You'll love that Death of Superman. Yep, that's what you're telling me. I'm gonna check it down soon. So yeah. you you will love that movie. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's had its physical release yet. I know it's because they, they did the digital did. release a couple of weeks early. Yeah. Yeah, it just came out, I want to say, yesterday as we recorded this. Go, so you yeah. should be able to find it anywhere easily enough yep. now. Yeah, they do that thing where the VOD comes out like two weeks before the, the Blu-ray and stuff. But... <laughs> yeah, and I just, I just lose track of... Because I just watch it digitally when it comes out, I, I lose track of when the physical one is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah check that out so check out Mean Cars review but more importantly check out the movie because it's, it's really good uh, but yeah so that is that is us that has been episode 115 of Comics from the Multiverse um, let us know why Connor's wrong about his whole uh, Justice League issue placement thing because the cross was a big controversy that was that was Crossgate and for our patrons there was there was Crouchgate uh, last month uh, for the monthly oh, episode uh, but I'll get, I want to get Matt's opinion you say on this. Crouch or Crouch? Oh, oh, Crouch. No, no, no. Crouchgate. Let's not get into it. No, no, no now. I just want Matt Matt's quick opinion, right? Matt, you know those that famous Jim Lee image of Batman? There's a Superman one for, for tomorrow where he's like standing up in the ledge, right? Yeah. Right? And there's the Batman equivalent where he's standing up in the ledge and he's standing all. On the, on the gargoyle. Yes, yes, right. And he's yeah. got his knee up on the gargoyle, right? He's got his foot up there, so his knee's yeah. up a bit, right? Would you say that that is closer to a crouch or closer to standing up? That's closer standing up. Of course it is, because you're not a crazy man. Connor is just Crouching. so wrong on this. Yeah. is completely different, Connor. Yes. Bullshit. Absolute bullshit from that ginger over there on that topic. Unless you're talking about Barty Crouch and Barty Crouch Jr., then there's a thing. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Uh, Pete probably doesn't even know who that is. I have no idea who that is, no. Um, yep, there you go. But... I can't argue with the point that they made because I don't know who they are. So fair enough. It was my my response. I'm sticking to hey, it. Hey guys, go to go to Twitter and let let Pete know who Barty Crouch and Barty Crouch Junior were. Don't. I don't think I want to be bombarded with this. It's fine. Uh, you do. It'll be great. I, don't, I, 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 I just want some gifts being sent in his direction. I don't think I do. Yep. Preferably with the tongue flicking. Yep. What? Anyway, well, Pete's worried now. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> to, to anyone who knows who they are. That makes complete sense, I promise. Yeah, it does. It makes total sense. With that, we are wrapping up the show. So thank you very much, everyone, for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep reading comics. And always remember that... Oh, I almost did the TV one. Shit. I, I, no, the pause was intentional. I did a dramatic pause, but I paused so long that I got too confident. The reason that is so funny is because if you remember way back to the start of this this episode and mm-hmm. he said he was he was trying not to make the same mistake twice. Yes. That's because he did the TV intro instead. Yes. That's actually really funny. Yeah. That that's me that's me foreshadowing my first mistake to my last mistake. That's actually really funny. Yeah. All right. Full circle. But thanks very much guys. We love you loads. And always remember to never get lost in the speed force. Doom. Thank you.